is full of mysteries. This is just one of them. I'm Matt STFU. This is Matt's Mysteries Resurrection. Good evening, and welcome to the season finale of Matt's Mysteries, colon, Resurrection. Tonight's going to be a little different. It's not going to involve... No, it'll involve general shenanigans. I lied. But joining me, instead of one guest, we have five. So in the order that they appeared as guests on the show, we have Sarah STFU, uh, Elamir, Dark Athena, Scaredy Ginge, and Brownie in the Bin. So tonight is not going to be different largely from most nights in that we are going to be investigating a rather brutal series of killings that took place back in 1912. I say series of killings, but le legitimately it was just one night, so series, right? Words mean things. But this is the case of the Velisca Axe Murders. A lot of people are probably sitting there going, what the fuck is that, Matt? You're just making up words. And I can't blame you. But I assure you, it happened. 1912 was a real year. Real people existed during that time. So. I'm glad you know that much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was a thing. <laughs> Murders are weird. Copy. Uh, yeah. Gen gener generally speaking. <laughs> generally speaking, murders are weird. Yes. Mm. Anyway. With all of that said. Let's get into the first segment, the facts. At the end of a quiet street in the small town of Villisca, Iowa, once sat an old, unassuming house with a white frame. It was home to Josiah and Sarah Moore, who lived there with their four children. On the evening of Sunday, June the 9th, 1912, Joe and Sarah took their children to the Children's Day service at the nearby Presbyterian Church. They were joined by sisters Lena and Ina Stillinger, who were neighbors of the Moors and were to stay the night with the Moor children. The service went as expected and was followed by a brief social gathering that went until around 9.30 p.m. that night. The Moore family, with their children and guests in tow, walked the three blocks back to their home, where cookies and milk ended the evening's festivities, before they eventually headed to bed. 
everything's good so far. Yeah. Bunch of party animals. I mean, going till 9.30 at night. It's like, night. listen, if I'm having my cookies and milk before like 6.30 p.m., like I'm I'm just ready for what a doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's also funny because, well, it's not funny, but I, I was going to initially put all of the kids' names in it, but I was kind of like, people die. I don't really want to name kids because you grow an attachment to them right away. It's like naming an animal before you kill it. You're like... No, no. They have names. They were real people, but um, they, if you see pictures, you're like, they're cute little children. So we're not naming them. We're just going to avoid that Wait. whole Bambi thing right away. Wait, we're naming animals before we kill them? Some people do that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> my mom like, told me a story know. about how my grandmother back in Germany had a pet rabbit and she named it, and she didn't realize that it was going to be, like, dinner for them one night. Yeah. So, yeah. that's why I, yeah. Dramatic. <laughs> this, this is, this is how, you know. Hey, no, thank you. Man, no, 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 no. Okay. We're well-adjusted people. Floppy, no. You name, you name it something like lunch or dinner. You don't right. give it a real name. Oh, my like, God. what's up, Steven? And then, like, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yo, where's Steven? And then it's just like, yo, in the oven. You're like, what? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Floppy's a stew now. <laughs> no. Tasty. <Her> floppy. <laughs> <laughs> Any hooser. It would seem that this Sunday was no different from any other, with nothing out of the ordinary taking place. However, this would be the last time anyone would see the Moore family and their guests alive. Sometime after midnight, an unidentified individual or individuals entered the home through an unlocked door. The door being unlocked was not necessarily uncommon at the time, especially in what was originally considered to be a quiet, small, and safe town. The stranger grabbed an oil lamp and set it to burn low enough to provide just enough light for one person to see. In their other hand, the stranger held an axe, taken from the moor's backyard. Initially, the stranger ignored the sleeping children downstairs, instead opting to first ascend the stairs, past the children's bedroom, heading straight for the bedroom where Joe and Sarah Moore slept. Which is kind of weird if you think about it. like. Uh, so the way that the house is laid out, and, and this wasn't made very clear to me at the beginning, is um, they had a uh, almost like a guest bedroom of sorts on the main level, um, and then upstairs they had the, the kids' bed where four of the kids were sleeping, and then the room at the end of the hall, which is where the parents were sleeping. So, so Buddy literally just walked in, you know, like, honey, I'm home, and went all the way up the stairs past the sleeping kids in the one bedroom, past the sleeping kids in the second bedroom, and then went to the parents' room. Like, it's... It seems very calculated. 
but that's just me. Sounds like an inside job. Yeah. <laughs> or aliens. Or aliens <laughs> with axes, you know. Someone definitely had an axe to grind. <laughs> well, it's interesting if you think about it, because, like, the, the not leaving your doors locked thing, like, that, I've heard... Like, it exists even now in, in small rural communities. Big time. Here and yeah, there. my family used to do that. Like, yeah, we, yeah, our door was unlocked all the time. Yeah. I, just, I find it interesting that they didn't bring their own axe, though. They of opportunity. to take one in the backyard of the people that they're about to uh, have fun with. Mm. Right? Yeah, like, the person we know. first went around to the side of the house, into the backyard, and was just like... Fuck, I forgot a murder weapon. You know, I what, <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah, and then went and picked oh, up yeah. the uh the axe and was this just like, good. this will do just nicely, exactly." Oh man. I and, I mean, but that 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 just brings up the question like, you know, like Ginge was saying, like, okay, is it a crime of opportunity? Cuz that's when you're like, "Oh, what should I use to kill these people?" cuz my motives are on the spot instead of like being premeditated. But that's just me. Legitimately. But then to like but then to like completely annihilate a family, it's like, but is that yeah. a crime of opportunity? Because that's not right. normal, especially for children. No. No. Yeah. yeah. Like if they skip the kids first and went for the adults. Yeah. Because yeah. if that, that is, tells you the layout of the house, that means they've been in the house before. Exactly. Well, and if you're if you're planning to do this, like it's it's got to be planned enough that you knew I'm going to go to the parents first and then deal with everybody else. Like bring a knife question mark i i don't know like just it's 1912 bring a musket or whatever the fuck guns were at the time like i don't i don't know like um sure sure let's go with that <laughs> you know let's like but that's, yeah they're just gonna light up the neighborhood and just you know they're sh- they're gonna shoot one of the parents and be like all right sarah please just sit still it's gonna take me 15 minutes Dang. to reload yep. this thing like yeah <laughs> yep Oh, don't scream either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, just, hang on. Hang would you on. would you mind like if you could be so kind as to just stuff this rag in your mouth, like? Yeah. Just, yeah. No, you have to be a mime. You're a mime from now yeah, on. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. At least the, the like to answer the the whole premeditation thing, like it may have been a random occurrence in that that was the night that they chose to do it, but. I do think it was premeditated enough that the person knew enough about the house to know exactly where to go, exactly where to, like, end up with the parents first, the people who could actually, like, legitimately potentially stop the person who's doing this. Okay, I just had a thought, though. What if the night wasn't chosen at random, though? You said that they went to church for a special holiday for the kids. Yeah, and so, then they skipped the kids first. They skipped the kids and came back to the kids. So, what if there's some symbolism there? Yeah. So yeah, it was basically like, uh, from what I gather, <sighs> it was more or less like a presentation. You not, not eulogy. That's the wrong word. I I'm not religious. So, but basically like a religious service where, um, much like if you would go uh for like an Easter service and stuff if if kids are involved they'll do like the stations of the cross as like a little play uh, i know that because when i went to catholic school that's what we did but mm-hmm. it, it would be f- something very similar with this like whole children's day thing where i guess maybe they had uh they had given some readings or whatever but i know that two of the kids actually were a part of that service um but yeah so it's yeah 
I, I so just, I, don't I don't think anything is random right now. So mm. I'm I'm just curious. Did you look at a a layout of the house, like a actual picture? I I did once. Like I once I finished everything and I got into the actual like. I was more just curious, but yeah, it, it is um, it's interesting. I mean, the house has since been demolished, but yeah. Well, because it looks, I mean, from what I'm looking at, it looks like, because I, I wanted to see it because I'm a visual person, it looks like the master bedroom, like the stairs go into the master bedroom. Mm. So were the kids sleeping in the master bedroom and the parents were in the south bedroom? Because if that was the case, that would be super freaking weird. It entirely could have been the case. Like, the way that the, we'll get into this a little later, but the way that the authorities actually, um, the way that they ruled it out was that the parents were killed first using their uh, okay. forensic pathology or whatever they had technology-wise in 1912. Um, so, in the event that they had passed, like that, uh, like, oh, you know what? Actually, that's a good point. Now that I'm thinking about it's like, it. It's almost like the, you know, the kind of bedrooms where it's, they call it a bedroom, but you have to go through someone else's bedroom yeah, to get into yeah. it. That's, a lot of that's what it's looking like. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I would yeah. almost yeah. imagine that because there were four kids, like they had four kids, and those four kids were all sleeping in one bedroom together. Oh man, just jam the kids somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get them in there. Like I would imagine that they would probably be in the larger bedroom. I mean, if that I were a parent, sense. like yeah. I'd be like, yeah, you can have some comfort because I'm a good parent. But maybe they were like, nah, fuck you, you're sleeping in a closet. Like I, I mean, <laughs> it's really up to just, debate at this point. Looking yeah. at the picture, that just makes it like super wild that they would have been able to like go through, come up the stairs and go through that bedroom without mm. any of those kids waking up. Like, I was that's gonna impressive. Say, well, the other thing is like maybe, okay, so if we're saying like if they knew the layout of the house, maybe the kids knew who it was and so they weren't scared and they were just like, oh, it's whoever, like, mm. you know, friend of the family or something like that. So, or like, they were scared and then when you're a kid you generally don't jump out of bed and are like you're going to hurt my family no you're just gonna like sit there like terrified Hi, right right yeah. right so, yeah. that's yeah, when you find I mean, out I that the uh that's when you find out that the the person who like in, invaded their home is dressed as santa claus the kids are just like oh it's oh. santa claus no mom he's gonna go see mom oh. and dad like oh. and then he comes back and the axe is all bloody they're like oh maybe they were naughty Oh. American Horror Story? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just found that interesting. Yeah, yeah it is. is it is. Well, and and so here's my question with it, because um, I haven't looked into this one for a while. Were the children all found murdered in the same room, or what, had they moved? So like, had they been... We'll, uh, we'll get into that. Um, oh, okay. But right. basically, just to, to TLDR it, um, all of the kids who were like so nobody made it out alive we will say that um every kid was found in a bed so basically the four kids were found in their four beds and the two kids downstairs were found in their beds whether they they hadn't really ruled out had they actually like you know made it out somehow most of the kids were basically just incapacitated like they they just didn't react at all uh we will get into this but one of the kids actually um Allegedly, this is, it's not confirmed or, or anything, but uh, one of the kids had apparently at least raised her hands, whether it was in, in an act of just kind of like, you know, f- fluffing their hair in their sleep or whatever young people do, or to defend themselves, but they actually had a defensive, alleged defensive uh, wound on their uh, one arm. 
So, yeah, then I'm going to argue it's the second thing because, yeah, like, you know, uh, generally, yeah, when you're being attacked, your first thing is to put your, your hands up. Exactly. So, yeah. And it's just so strange. It makes you think that they may have been incapacitated in some way for them all to not be awake as that's happening because it's it's not quiet when you you hack somebody up i mean generally (laughs) i mean not that i would know but like you know when you're chopping meat or i mean just disgusting to think about but you know what i mean like it's you think about that and it's like it's it's quite loud so well that's that's why like i would argue like yeah if you're you know if you're a kid you hear a loud noise you're just gonna tuck yourself further into bed like you're not gonna get up and you know that that's just yeah yeah so a lot of these things uh are somewhat addressed the question as to Sorry. no it's <laughs> oh no it's honestly it's totally cool um the question as to whether the kids would have woken up it's it's really hard to tell with probably like 5 out of the 6 of them because the um the consistency in their murders carries over pretty much throughout until you get to the final kid where there's the one defensive wound and you're kind of like so realistically speaking either the person was able to able to overpower them enough in such a way or the initial hit just incapacitated the kid to the point where like you know they're not going to do anything it's all speculation this happened 109 years ago almost so it's really hard to say one way or the other but um yeah, it's uh yeah. They went to the parents first. That's all I know through their like weird forensic tom witchery or whatever, but they 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 found that the parents were the first targets, which means that they would have maybe not here's something that I actually didn't consider is maybe they didn't ignore the fact that the kids were there and just overlook them. Maybe they were like, "No, we want to go to the parents first." And so they kind of just crept around until they found the parents. And then made their way back and and dealt well, with the, I mean, the the sprouts. I mean, as, overpowering as a, a child. I was gonna say, as a parent myself, if I hear some shit going down in my house like that, I'm going to go check out first what's going on, and mm. if it's something to do with my child, I will protect my child at all costs. So, I mean, it would make sense to get rid of the parents first because then it's just children to deal with. One thousand, you know, which sounds horrible, yeah. but in this like instance, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, uh, we're assuming that it was just one person. Could have been multiple you. people. You always kind of like want to take the strongest people out before you then mm-hmm. go for the weakest mm-hmm. because that way you know that you're not going to get blindsided randomly while you're doing your attack. Exactly. That's well that's what I was thinking too is more just it was it was calculated enough that they wanted to go and deal with the only people who may have like posed a legitimate threat to them carrying out this act. Because if they went to the kids and, like, one of the kids had let out a scream or some sort of cry or whatever, the parents mm-hmm. may have come in and it's game over. Because you'd have to think, like, this is at yeah. a time where they most likely would have had firearms in the house. Uh, you know, even even though it's 1912, they would have been, like, more primitive firearms. And they would have had more access to, like, you know, like, more, probably more axes, knives, wh- whatever they had in the house, right? So, and, and Joe was not a small man. Like, he was... Um, he he dealt in farm equipment and hardware and stuff and he was he was a pretty decently built individual so he may have been able to like fuck this this person up if he really wanted to if he wanted to to scrap you know so it's like that's probably why they went to them first the only thing is is at that point it's like if you're a grown ass adult 
sneaking yeah, around. I, well, How the fuck do you do that? How do you tiptoe? Like, I can't even tiptoe in my house without my cat flipping his shit. And I'm three right? floors away from him. So, how the hell? Cats like, I kind of think it's as simple as just like, I mean, this is just like my opinion, but I feel like it's just as simple as they were out to get the parents like completely. Didn't even really think of the children. But then it's like, I mean, the thought might cross your mind about how like I am leaving these children to be orphaned. Instead, why don't I just murder the whole family because nobody else has come to see if anything's going on. And it's just like, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, I murdered their parents. I don't want them all to be orphans. I'm just going to go ahead and kill <laughs> them all out of mercy. Like, I don't know right. people do that. Like, there's a few murderers. <laughs> there's a few murderers that have killed entire families. And the reason that they killed the children was literally, in their words, they didn't want the children to deal with the trauma of losing their kids. Exactly. Which exactly. doesn't make it right in any way. But no. It Did no. they have I, other people's kids sleeping over too? Yeah, there were t- like their neighbors, uh, two of their neighbors' kids who I I believe were like eight and 12 or something to that effect around those ages mm. now oh god i just have to giggle though matt because you're like this is 1912 so they had more access to firearms we're talking about iowa I i'm pretty gonna... sure they're all still armed to the teeth so yeah. i i thought yeah. about that after much. i said it their teeth probably are guns i i thought <laughs> about it after i said that and was kind of like oh yeah this isn't canada no, not not Canada at all. They, they have guns still, especially oh, yeah. on a farm. Especially on a farm. Oh yeah. So not to not to like make light of families being completely murdered, but what if there's just like uh, someone who just like butchers an entire family and they get caught and they go and they're being interrogated and they just sit there and they're going, "Yeah, I fucking did it," and the cops are like, "Why?" They were like, well, I killed the parents because, insert reason, I killed the kids because I've seen Batman. <laughs> I mean, like, are you saying a crazy person? Like, just confessing? Just, um, I mean, that's that's totally plausible. There are people that have confessed to murders and then later, like, they figured out through forensics that they weren't really the killer. They were just, you know, yeah, a few fried short of the Happy Meal. Oh, 1,000%, like yeah. The- yeah, some people just like to, they're just messed up in the head. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, some people like the fame of it, right? Like, yeah, have, yeah, have people, you seen I mean, Christopher like, Nolan's Batman? <laughs> it's like, um, listen, Christian Bale got jacked because he wanted to beat the shit out of people who killed his parents. I don't want to deal yeah. with someone who's going to go to the mountains in like Southeast Asia and get jacked so they can come beat the shit out of me. So I'm going to just go to you and complain right now and confess my sins. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just would think like if I were a murderer, um, no, <laughs> um, what? yeah, just like if just I been... were a murderer, I would say like yeah, you know, you let's say it was this like you got into an, you had a vendetta against someone and then you just you just murdered them and you were like ah, oh, all my anger is gone and then you're like oh shit, they have a family. What should I do about that? And then, you know, the messed up part of your mind is going to be like, maybe I should just, yeah, put them out of their misery or something like, I I don't know. And who knows if they knew that the neighbor's kids were sleeping over it. Like, I don't know. It's a small town. So I, I that's, that's possible. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking like to be in a small town and 
I don't know. Is that more or less of a motive to murder your whole the whole family? Is it like I would argue that if you're from that town, probably just because it's one of those things where everyone knows everyone. So if, mm-hmm. if, you know, like the local blacksmith, they're just like, yo, Jim Bob Jones has his, uh, has blood on his, his anvil. Like what? And they're just like, <laughs> oh, well this family of eight just, or well, family of six and then two people died. So, uh, what? Yeah. Then that, they might that, point that, the finger at him a little, a little more quickly, but, uh, it's, let's say he smashed yeah. his hand on the anvil. I mean, but do people think that far ahead? Yeah, but I, I don't think this. Defense. I don't think this person was benevolent. I think oh, that yeah. person not. was definitely a uh, homicidal whack job. Yeah. Once we get yeah. into the uh, the actual murder <laughs> segment of it, you're gonna sit there and just be like, "Yeah, this dude's fucking whack." I know. I, I know. I like Ellie already funny. knows because because we were talking about this earlier, and she's like, "Yeah, shit's wild." <laughs> I actually have a question. I mean, just, a, I guess, like, a hypothetical is, like, okay, if the town was so small and everyone knew everybody, right, wouldn't, it, like, I feel like someone would have been, like, oh, hey, that one dude left town, or, like, oh, he's been acting kind of weird, like, which makes me oh, think, just, like, you know. Just buckle up. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> got it. The 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 yeah, some cult shit. The theme of this is just buckle up, buckaroo, because we're in for a trip. After leaving Joe and Sarah's bedroom, the stranger made their way to the children's room, then back down the stairs to the final bedroom, before ultimately leaving the home, taking a set of keys and locking the door as they left. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no! What? I know, right? It's fucking wild. Like, they, they, they were like, at least they were considerate enough to lock the front door. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe they'll get robbed in, them, in their death. Um, maybe they'll get robbed. Okay. <laughs> the following morning, neighbors became suspicious, with elderly neighbor Mary Peckham noting that around 7.30 a.m., she was concerned that the house seemed, quote, quiet and deserted, end quote. Mary then called Joe's brother Ross, who immediately left for the property, arriving around 8 a.m. He cautiously entered the house, where, in his initial inspection, led him to find two figures covered with a sheet in the downstairs bedroom, with the bedstead covered in blood. Oh yeah, it's, it's basically... A Rob Zombie music video. Rob Zombie presents Sherry Moon Zombie in the Mm. Villisca Axe Murders. I could see him doing a really good job with it, to be honest. Upon this discovery, Ross left the room and called Joe's hardware store, telling the employee who answered to alert Marshall Henry, quote-unquote Hank Horton, because something, quote, terrible had happened, end quote. Hank arrived shortly after, at around 8.30 a.m., and began his own investigation of the property and the gruesome scene within. After a sweep of the property, Hank emerged, probably as, like, white as a ghost, 
and had relayed to Ross that somebody, quote, had been murdered in every bed, end quote. He also noted that the crime scene was left in a truly bizarre state. This is where shit gets kind of weird. So, you gotta know at least at this point, nobody survived. Everybody's dead. I think the youngest kid was like five or six years old, maybe even younger. They all did. Um, They're dead, Dave. Everybody's like, dead. Like people die if they are killed, and they they were were killed. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> they die if they are killed. A, a little bit, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you're clearing it up for those of us that went to school in America, just in case we weren't sure. <laughs> Thank you. Very you good. Very useful. You don't have the Canada School of Apologies diploma in your repertoire, okay? Thank you. I mean, sorry. But... <laughs> people, people outside of Canada are not allowed to apologize. Oh. But no, it's um, yeah, it's with no doubt about it that these, like every everyone eight. Eight people in the house have passed. Um, the method, obviously, like you'll understand because we mentioned that they had an axe, is bludgeoning with an axe. Everything else makes no sense. You're just kind of like, is this an episode of like Rick and Morty with just how random they are with these things that are happening? But hey, maybe not. I, I don't really know. I, I'm not a... I'm I'm a lizard man. I'm not a murderer, okay? So, I don't know how people operate when it comes to these things. Yeah, fun little sidebar. So, uh for those uh we were watching um I was watching a movie last night and there's one scene where there's a lizard involved and it it first appears on screen and I went, "Hey, it's the Queen of England." <laughs> and Brad and Vic both kind of just looked at me and went, "What?" It's like, because she's a lizard person. What are you talking lizard about? Lizard person, yes. Listen, As the resident Brit in this stream, I feel I should be, re- like, offended. But are, are you? Yeah, for the queen. You, but Listen, are you? Sarah, I'm, a no. col- I'm one of the colonies. <laughs> that's still go. a colony. I'm part of the Commonwealth, and she's fully a lizard. You are indeed. Oh, wow. See, I don't know this about... Mm, I, yeah. That's how good my, my schooling was. I literally had no idea that, like, other places yeah. were still were still owned by like oh yeah whenever we have Canada Day, yeah. on on July 1st it's Canada Day right so when mm-hmm. we when we're shooting off fireworks and stuff the queen is just looking through like these really high powered binoculars going like oh wow the 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 colony is getting quite rowdy tonight <laughs> oh jeez she has um, good genetics yeah her mom yeah, is like 102 yeah. i know imagine Oh, I want to say something, but I'm not going to. So. <laughs> Sarah's like, I can only be so offended. Virginia is a commonwealth, technically. Like, it actually is. It has something to do with England, but yeah. yeah. It's like one of commonwealth of Virginia. Things. I lived there for... Pennsylvania is also a commonwealth. Commonwealth in name only. It's not a real commonwealth. In name only. Yeah, in name yeah. only. <laughs> yeah, there's a few commonwealths in uh, Yeah, in Massachusetts America. is the commonwealth. Yeah. Because they still want to be a part of it. They it's like, do. It's like I said, Canada's like eighty <laughs> percent just landmass that nobody occupies because 
they just don't want to. So the 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 crown can do whatever the fuck they want. They could just like be like, yo, Northwestern <laughs> territories, we're gonna come and just set up shop here in this like mountain. Okay, but they, but they, they don't because it's a mountain in the middle of bum fuck nowhere. They're gonna be like, yo, I don't even get five G here. What the hell? It's what the missing four one one really is. It's just them <laughs> coming over here and like slowly integrating themselves into all the places that aren't. Yeah, I Wait, love that so get- much. You get cell service in the mountains? What is this nonsense? I honestly I don't know. I've never been, so I can't tell oh, you. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, wait, yeah, we drive out of town and suddenly have no cell service here yeah, in America. Yeah. So it's gone. Well, fun fun little little sidebar here, but um so we have two major telecommunications providers here in Canada. I, I don't know about the West Coast, but on the East Coast, uh we have Bell, we have Rogers. So I'm with Bell. Rogers and they're entire cell service without I want to say with like 90% accuracy across the entire at least Ontario but most of the most of like the southeastern portion of the country was down on like Monday or Tuesday so my god nobody could text nobody could call we're we're in a pandemic yo like people gotta like book their vaccines and shit and they're like trying to call people like hey can I come to the pharmacy and get my shit done but they're on Rogers so it got shut down the next day wow. they fixed it um the next day rogers is like we feel bad we're, it's like the bp oil spill they're just like we're sorry and they came out and we're just like we're um we're gonna give you a credit for a day's worth of cell service not to mention that like probably like thousands of people didn't get vaccinated because they just weren't able to confirm their appointments but uh, we're sorry what is that like 50 cents they give you a 50 cent credit or something yeah it was some stupid like insulting menial amount i honestly didn't even look at it because i'm just like oh yeah that's great like i was in my house but like literally the next morning my mom calls me and it's just like i've been trying to get a hold of you for 14 hours i'm like well what the fuck you get in line probably oh my god horrible (laughs) tell your mother to get an apple phone and then it won't be an issue well that's what i said i was like well she's too busy running her phone over with her car so that's right right. (laughs) she'll never buy an iphone because she won't trust that she can run it over with her car and it won't behave the same way that her s8 does true she'll never watch this too so she'll never know that i'm in i'm making fun of the fact that she runs over her phones i I mean i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to oh no but i could be wrong well i asked her i was to run over your phone and i asked her about it i'm like do you just did you just drop it out of your car one day like did it fall out of your pocket when you were getting in your car and you just ran it over she was like no i don't even know like it was just in my car one second and out of my car the next and i was running it over i'm going what the f- like- <laughs> and I was running it over. Like- it was just there. It's, it's just, just there. testing his eatability. It's legitimately like the first world equivalent of like, oh well, I put my coffee on the roof of my car and drove off with it on the roof of my car. It's like the 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 evolution of that. Yeah, I just I didn't realize my phone wasn't in my pocket and I ran it over mm-hmm. somehow. So we're about to get into the murders. Uh, we're gonna talk about. I I don't have a content warning like I did um during the the uh, Speed Freak Killers episode. <laughs> it's not as intense though. It does involve like kids being like brutally murdered. So, uh, if it does make you uncomfortable, I do apologize. Um, there's a mute button there. You can go watch. 
is someone play Minecraft? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you don't you don't have to be here. I appreciate people being here, but like if it makes you uncomfortable, then please, like without a doubt, like don't let me make you uncomfortable. But um yeah, there's three three pages of um details regarding the murders, how the scene was set, because that's the weirdest part in all of this. Like it's not even something that pops up in the theories, but it might. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, so you've been warned. Here's your, here's, here's your, uh, you know, like asterisks. Um, but uh, the this is, yeah, this is it. This is what happened during the murders. It had been determined that the killer had murdered Joe and Sarah Moore first. They had been bludgeoned with an axe, with horrific and quite intense force. In fact, the axe was swung so high above the killer's head that it had actually gouged the ceiling above the Moore's bed. Not to mention the fact that Joe had apparently been hit with the axe at least, at least 30 times. Feeling there. I mean, they clearly needed to get out something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't just hack somebody 30 times because you walked by the house and said, I'm going to kill them. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of anger in there. Uh, yeah, I, I I think it was definitely crime of passion. And sure. yeah, yeah, it's very similar to like if you look at a lot of like these solved crimes where someone had been stabbed, you know, fifty five times. Like, yeah, it's it's typically someone that may not have been entirely like intimate with the family, but may have known the people involved enough to develop that kind of passion to be able to carry out like bludgeoning one person thirty times with an axe. Like, axes aren't the heaviest things in the world, but, like, think about it this way. You're you're literally, like, doing the same motion over and over again with this, this you know, I don't even know, maybe, like, four or five pound chopping axe over and over again across eight people. Well, and it's also going to get stuck, though. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're pulling hard and you're going hard, and so it's, like... Yeah. Ew. It would probably be in, in a very, very messed up state of mind. Like, yeah. to the point where, like, you have no self-control. And, like, yeah, that either comes from, like, severe anger or, like, severe... Just... Yeah, insanity, like, something just snapped type of thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. See, this was before Craigslist, uh, Craigslist existed. Mm. So Buddy couldn't just go and buy some sanity pills. Like it's you true. find in phasmophobia. Or therapy. Or anything. <laughs> or therapy. Like, didn't go for a walk a or a hike. Bag. Yeah. Petting no, a dog. Just... Like, I don't... <laughs> Be happy, they... you know. Yeah. They didn't have those um, exercise trends in the apps either. So they <laughs> couldn't true. exercise yeah, I... that yeah. way. True. God. I, like, it's like, I don't... I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but, like, so many questions pop up, like, how did no one hear this? What the hell? Like, you're destroying the ceiling of the place, too. Like, how... 
Like I there's demolition can now. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. And keep in mind too, like so even looking at kind of like the layout of the house, like I don't know how tall the ceilings are. Like typically they're, you know, like at least in my place, they're like you know, nine to ten feet ceilings. But back in the day, you have to remember at that time, because like I my grandparents have a house that's like two hundred years old and they're they're made for shorter people. So yeah. a lot yes. of time mm-hmm. they're they're even, like barely even six foot tall in some of yeah. them. Even so. then though, like just being able to carry like hold the axe so high that it like in the act of swinging it up, you you s- scrape the ceiling, gouge the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, you would to have then... to be really like like okay. To be fair, to get the axe out of a body, you would have to use like quite a bit of force. One thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Just probably fling it into the ceiling. Yeah. So. This is this is a, a conversation. It is. <laughs> We're trying to get into the here. physics so, of murdering yeah. someone with an axe. Does, you know, it's does all the good. human body have the same res, um, resistance of pulling an axe? You know, you know what it's like? Okay. Would. Valid question. As a pig, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like we're watching Deadliest Warrior and they're like, we used pig tissue, the, sa- the, the closest to human tissue. There's like that epic guy from 300 who's just like, we used an axe and had someone swing at it 30 times. I mean, yeah. That's these, uh, these are valid, the, but that's that's the craziest part for me, and like I, that's why I think it is a little more of a crime of passion. Is that like realistically speaking, although not, it's not across the board like guaranteed. Because I I um remember there being, I believe it was a forensic files episode where a dude like tried to kill his parents with an axe and he killed his dad and then he went and he like hacked at his mom a bunch of times and she survived and um yeah i know that one it's a really sad story because like you see her and she's obviously all like bludgeoned and cut up even even in her old age and uh and she's like defending him and is like oh well yeah, you my yeah baby. i know and this story so it's yeah. like there's a chance that they would have survived so i understand the fact that he would have been like 30 times yeah 30 wax you know like talking about the whole lizzie borden thing but um i think it's more passionate at that point to just especially with that kind of force to the point where like literally everyone in the house was more or less unrecognizable like if you would mm-hmm. put them beside like another person with their head covered you'd be like i don't know the difference like yeah yeah they were at the time practicing plastic surgery yeah they're gonna recreate their faces like they did with septic tank sam yes origami so creepy oh my god (laughs) brownie's like i know fuck that guy I hated it. I was like, okay, let, let me like Google this. And then like the first thing is this image of this terrifying alien guy looking dude. And I was just, and I was all alone in my room. It was like 11 p.m. And I'm like, he's going to come out of my closet. And oh my it's, God. It's, it's I love that so much. <laughs> Thankfully, we didn't end up doing that episode. You would have had nightmares for a week. I would have. Oh yeah, my God. True. Yeah. Friends, Google septic tank Sam and just... I'm sorry, Be but I'm not. Be as scared as I am. Of I'm not sorry. <laughs> this is where shit starts to get... Again, it's already weird, but, like, it gets, like, weird, weird, if if that makes any sense. Um, it probably doesn't, but, hey, you know what? You're on the Matt's Mysteries show. It, n- none of this makes sense. The only thing that makes sense is that nothing makes sense. From there, the killer made their way into the children's bedroom 
bludgeoning the children until their faces were nothing but bloody pulps. They then finally went downstairs, where the two sleeping guests were also brutally murdered, though the investigation also noted that Lena had apparently fought off the attacker to some degree, as she had an apparent defensive wound on her arm. What's truly bizarre is the apparent ritual of sorts that the killer had set up before exiting the home. The axe, also known as the murder weapon, now partially cleaned up after the brutal murder, murder of eight people, it should say eight, frig off, eight people, was leaned up against a wall with a four pound uncooked slab of bacon sitting beside it along with a keychain. Someone was pissed off over the bacon. <laughs> they had also covered Joe and Sarah's heads with sheets, and all of the children had their heads covered with clothing. The killer then went through every room in the house and had covered all of the mirrors and windows with cloths, linens, and towels. Soul stuff? Okay, now we just gained some cult shit. Yeah. Pretty much. Because mirrors are believed to be portals, so I'm highly confused by this. <laughs> that's so weird. Well, maybe that's why they locked the door as they left, because they didn't want, like, the souls leaving the house. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Is like, if their spirits walked through the mirrors or something like that. So that, do you, do we, are they sure that they covered it after, or do you think they covered the mirrors beforehand? The way that Is the, that possible? Um, the way that they they talked about it through the investigation was that uh they carried out the murders and then staged the scene and then left now that it could be because this is 1912 right so mm -hmm. because of how primitive forensic uh technology is and and uh, because of how primitive all of all of their investigations would have been in comparison to 2021 uh, like it could have been that they killed them after or before but it just seems like they they may have carried it out first in the sense that they wanted to just get the deed done so that there's less of a chance of someone waking up while they're throwing like a tarp over their mirror yeah see it's like that that seems like staging the crime scene generally happens after you commit the crime so like yeah i don't i, I feel like yeah but if it's Let's, a cult thing, you know, that's that's where my thing is, especially mm. like if you if you know a lot about that side of things with mirrors and stuff like that, a lot of times they're mm -hmm. considered to be portals. And so yep. I would think you would want them covered before you kill somebody because mm. it's obviously after you kill somebody, their spirit leaves their body. And so oh, having the mirrors open would mean that their spirits could leave. Now, this is obviously just saying that, like, that is what it was intended. It could have just been that he mm. covered the mirrors because he wanted to throw somebody off or something but it's like in that instance it's almost ritualistic in that sense like or yeah, some side of true. like i don't know what if they cover the mirrors not because of the people that they killed but because they didn't want to see their reflection after they committed the murder that I could be a thing too because 
but it's like that would be a red flag for the family if they came home and all of a sudden every single mirror in the house was covered with linen and towels and stuff (laughs) i'd be like that's not suspicious (laughs) because they were saying that like they they noted that um the intruder had gone through like their drawers and had ruffled through their clothes and stuff but nothing was stolen it was all either strewn about like on top of the the Mm. kids heads and stuff whatever uh, or yeah, like they were, they used it to cover up mirrors and stuff. So honestly, I, I feel like it could kind of go either way at this point. Like it could be one of the things where it, um, it was either, yeah, like it was more ritualistic in a sense, or the fact that they just were like, I, you know, like going through, maybe they saw themselves in one of the mirrors and were like, I don't want to see myself. Like, no, like I can't bear to look at myself. I've just done something horrible. They know that it's horrible, but they they don't give a shit. They're like, I've done it. May as well fucking go get a root beer and hit hit the next bus out of town, kind of thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know what nineteen twelve is. Go get a moon pie or whatever people in nineteen twelve ate. But you would think that like at least one object would have. Okay, after you bludgeon someone with an axe that much, you would have blood on you. Like you would think that there'd be traces of blood on any of these sheets or something like that. Well, and can we just talk about how sturdy this axe is to have killed eight people? Legitimately. That was was my first thought reading through it. Okay, but we're... In that case, I think that's applying, like, 21st century logic to things where you... Yeah, that's true. Things used to be made to last, not fall apart after you use it for 10 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But that just seems like a lot. Like eight people and at least one of them has been hacked 30 times. Like it's just it's crazy to me that any tool would last that long. But I it don't would know. definitely get dull. But... Yeah, it'd get dull for sure. Yeah. And and the um, the craziest part too is and like we all know that um like forensic science wasn't super advanced 109 years ago, obviously. Um, I would argue that it wasn't super where it should be 30 years ago, but, you know, this person tried to clean the axe because it was partially cleaned when they, like, staged it with the bacon and the the keychain. But why bother? Mm. Exactly. We know you used it. Yeah. Hmm. The weird thing for me is because they could have taken the axe with them. They did. Right. They they yeah, chose to leave it they, and they they leaned it up against a wall. They took a 4 pound. Now, keep in mind, some stories say 2 pound, some stories say 4 pound. Uh I'm just going with 4 pound because that seems like it's just an excessive amount of bacon. Um unless you're someone like me who likes to cook 4 pounds of bacon on the regular. Um I got the arteries of a 60-year-old by the way, but I'm, I'm they call f- it skinny. They call it skinny fat nowadays. I'm fully just fucking with people. I don't eat that much bacon, but you can be the judge. Uh, maybe it's why I went bald. But the uh, they took an uncooked slab of bacon out of the Moore's fridge. It was in their fridge. It wasn't like they brought it. It would be. I feel like it'd be even weirder if they brought it with them. But they yeah, took it out of their the fridge bacon. and then leaned it up against the wall with the axe and was just like hey what's up (laughs) have fun thinking about this for the next 109 years like i guess like oh well there's no other i I mean i don't know i guess because like because it was four pounds of bacon let's say so you would have to cut it with 
Would you use an axe to cut it? 100% no. Like there, even in even in 1912 you'd have like a knife to cut it. Like You'd have a knife. Working right? in a restaurant like I know like I've cut like heavy pieces of bacon and like they you could use like a small like even like a paring knife and it you would still yeah. cut well with yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess like okay, they had to It's just so weird because they usually you would want to dispose of the murder weapon, but like they were just like, oh, I'll just leave it here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they didn't care. Maybe, maybe they were kind of daring people to catch them. I yeah, just had I a thought. So. Was there anyone in the town with the last name Bacon? Ooh. <laughs> His calling card. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I just bacon chain, bacon like <laughs> something. Kevin Bacon is they watching were... this right now and it's just like, <laughs> I, am att- I feel attacked. I feel attacked. <laughs> Sue Matt STFU. Call, he's calling his assistant. He's like, Rebecca, Rebecca, I don't know who he is. Just Sue Matt STFU. Maybe they were so pissed off at the fan. Maybe they were so pissed off at the family because they brought sour bacon to like one of their church social. <laughs> You're going to die oh for God. the crimes you have committed. <laughs> yeah, uh, so shit's whack. Uh, we're, not even, we're not even done the weird shit that they've staged. That's the best part. Uh. Finally, on the kitchen table sat a plate of uneaten food and a bowl with swirls of blood swimming in water. Authorities believe that the killer had used the bowl of water to wash their hands before exiting the property. Why wouldn't she use a sink? Uh... I, again, I have no idea. Is there running water? Is that is that a stupid question? Like, there was running water, but oh, there's yeah, definitely yeah, there's water. In, in rural Iowa. Like this, this wasn't rural. If they have two thousand people living there, that's not rural. Oh, yeah, not they rural. would have had running water. Yeah. yeah. So I just saw what you posted, Ali. So so we're we're doing this. We're doing a, a like a paranormal investigation there, right? We're gonna go phasmophobia styles. That's what I told her, and she said no. So I'm trying I to. Know. Like, yes. You guys have fun. I'll stay at the hotel, oh, like down the street. Excuse you. Left you. No. <laughs> Listen, and when we finally get that piece of evidence, we're gonna be like, yeah, we were there, and then Elamir was over there because she didn't want to be a part <laughs> That's of it. That's fine. Sarah's I'll, I'll be gonna travel like nine <laughs> hours across the pond just to be what, used this as bait. Seven-hour flight. Yes. I, regardless, well, we're gonna. She's gonna fly out for seven hours to be used as bait, so that we can figure out what kind of ghost we're dealing with. And I bet yeah. I'll still survive longer than Matt. Probably. To be <laughs> honest. Listen, I'm oh, one of those Matt. guys who tries to antagonize shit. He'll be like sitting on the bottom of the stairs, just like crying hysterically. I'm like yes. Joe Moore. You got a tiny dick, and then I just. And then that those spirits will come out of those mirrors just to, just to attack you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, the mirrors are so covered to this day, and it's probably for a, a good thing. And yes. I think we should keep it that way, please. Oh man, I'm having I just, like I'm curious about the food though on the table though. Like that's well, hilarious. Um, okay, the, so they wanted to wash off their. Yeah, who just has a, bo- a bowl of water on the table, too? So it's like, do they fill the bowl of water up and then use it? But then why not just use the sink? So, that, But that makes me think ritual of some sort. Exactly. I, yeah, yeah, there's a ritual. Yeah. But at some yeah. point, like, okay, and this is this is super, like, you know, 
if you, if you look at you know I, I was watching this episode of Family Guy not too long ago and um, it was making fun of the Great Gatsby and yeah, that, I, that takes that place around you know around the depression and so it's not too long after but uh, in the in the episode they're having dinner and, and Meg's character looks over and she goes hey can I have your finger water and she like starts yeah. drinking it and it's like I know what I've actually even been to some restaurants um yep. That where they will, will they have, have yeah like yeah so i would yeah, imagine have it's something like that where like maybe they they do that maybe it was left on the table i guess and then they just use that instead of using the sink like I, but well yeah i've been to restaurants where they literally especially if you're eating something that could potentially create a mess with your hands they leave a small bowl of water yeah yeah on the sure. table for you to rinse your fingers off so i mean exactly and, right the only thing is, is and I uh, maybe uh, someone who's done better research than me will know like what the food was at the table because in all of my search, was all it, it says is uneaten food, and I'm was just like, bacon? yeah, like legitimately, I'm like, <laughs> did they cook the other four pounds of the bacon and they're just sitting there going like, yo, my arteries, I need to run away from this place. Like, my this. arteries can't handle this right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. Like, <laughs> no more bacon. Huh. It's so weird. But it's like, did they yeah. t- decide to cook themselves a meal, or did they like get something out of the fridge and was like, oh, well, this was you know like leftovers, and obviously like it's not like they can microwave it, them. but like, yeah, well, maybe, maybe I mean, they were tired. There are murders where like the the killer like kills whomever they were coming to kill, like who was ever is in the house, and then they literally cook themselves a meal they before. They well, meal. it was That's if true. you Elamir probably knows this one, the uh, two guy or was it two? I don't remember. But the Christmas murders, where it was the two guys that literally killed, I think most of the family, but the two daughters were able to get away, I believe. And the guys were like they were taking photos of themselves and they're opening up all the yeah. presents, yep. like just living their life and everything. Mm-hmm. Damn. And yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a serial killer. There's a serial killer that uh, well, after he got done killing his mom, he actually took a slice of her and chopped it up and ate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, humans. T- humanity was a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm hearing yeah. these stories, and you're kind of just like, yeah, I'm a normal guy. I like wake up. I have a shower. I like, yeah. I like eat my bacon and eggs. Not a four pound slab of bacon that was left in my hallway, kind of bacon. But and you eggs, know, but I mean, bacon know. sounds Maybe. so good now. It, it does. does. I kind of want to And then you read these stories and you're like, bludgeoned eight people to death, washed their hands in a finger bowl of water, uh, left food on the table because clearly, That's and a uh, crime, bacon okay. and a keychain. I, I wonder what the keychain was. It's just like. So this has me wondering something. So back in the day, or still to this day, if you are, obviously there are gods, there are whatever it might be. That you would offer things up to and so it's almost as if you know perhaps there was one that was either made up in their own mind or one you know that Ooh. exists fully or whatever it might be like what is the one that you would offer up you know a slab of meat to or metal or whatever it might be you know and yeah sacrifice I, this yeah this, right i mean i think you're i feel like that's that's partially on the right track i mean people have committed mass suicide for for you know stuff like this and the name yeah. sacrifice so yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's inconceivable to stage this whole thing and then sacrifice eight people or whatever and yeah, yeah. i agree 
you say inconceivable and it just makes me think of the dude who voices uh i think it's t-rex in uh <laughs> toy story he's like inconceivable oh. <laughs> i just think of princess bride yeah exactly it's the yeah. same dude i don't think that it's word means dude, what yeah. you think it means <laughs> it's the same dude and i love it uh but no that's entirely true and i feel like at that point it's like I feel like that's why it's it's half a crime of passion and like half premeditated in the sense that like they wanted to do this maybe not with the family but like they wanted to do this with someone and so they saw the opportunity they took it um and then basically was like oh well I am part of this weird ass cult from the lower south end of Iowa and so I'm gonna put out some pound bacon and fucking keychains and be like, yo, what's up? Hide the mirrors because Grimace is looking at me for McDonald's for some reason. And that's just, that's just where they go. And like, it's, I think that that's probably more likely. Like, I feel like it's more likely like something that was more opportunistic for the killer, but also a crime of passion. Like they may have known the, the, at least one of the people involved and been like, ah, I fucking hate that guy or I fucking hate that. And like, listen, I'm going to sound like a huge prick here for a second, but like there are kids where you, where you look at them and you go, I fucking hate that kid. Oh man. (laughs) I used to teach skating and like, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like bully a kid. Like I'm, I have morals, but there are kids where like, like I've been, I've been kicked in the, like the shins by enough toe picks to be like, I fucking hate you, but I'm not going to say that to them. Like I'm going to teach them to the best of my abilities, but behind closed doors, you go, I fucking hate that kid. That kid's a fucking prick. What the hell? So I feel like maybe it could like maybe it could have been like yeah i hate one of the parents but maybe they're like yo that kid's a fucking like what the fuck is that kid doing all six of them though because that that was like six kids no i know it's just it but at that point it's once you get the ball rolling you're kind of going oh well they're all related and they're friends of these people it's kind of like when ellie and i did uh ketty cabin where it was like maybe they hate this like 15 year old child and it's just like i want to beat the shit out of this 15 year old child or whatever it was Hey, what's up? Smack, smack, smack with a whatever the hell. So. Nonchalant, smack, smack, smack. <sighs> it's just casually, it's just smack, 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 you know. I don't know. It just, I, I can't, I feel like if anything, it has to be somebody from that town. I, I that agree. Church. I agree. I can't imagine it just be somebody random randomly coming through unless it's like a contractor or somebody that they had like because at that in that time a lot of them would hire on kind of like your traveling yeah like your travelers and stuff so it may have been somebody who like they hired on for like help or something like that but i don't for that much like obviously there is a lot of people that and there's a lot of killings where that has been the case where like the hired help, whatever, like at the contract or something like that, just got really pissed off and murdered, murdered some everyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just, I feel like this is just freaking personal in a weird way. And it yeah. makes me basically wonder what the family themselves was into in a sense. Um, uh-huh. I, I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're one. And this might sound weird, but I don't think that possibly the mother and the father are one hundred percent 
uh, what's what's the opposite of guilty? Innocent. Yeah. Innocent. There we go. I could not find they're that inno- word. They're innocent. Yeah, they're innocent in this case. Like I, I, like, I mean, I probably like- know the family could have been to some shit, and it could have been through the church that they attend. We mm. don't really know that. I mean, yeah. So the the that actually plays into the uh, the theories. So it's yep. not there's not a lot of substance in one of them, but there is something that actually does shine a light on what you're talking about. And I think that uh, as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, oh, and the the collective facepalm will send us back a thousand years. But yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, we got one more page of this, uh, the murders, and then we'll get into the theories. And that's where uh, I feel like we're going to have the most fun because I think like we're already off to a really good start in terms of yeah. like, the Queen of England being a lizard person and participating in these murders, but you know, it's all good. Uh, it's all a conspiracy. I've got my tinfoil Matt's mysteries hat on. So we should actually get you one of those. Like, uh, like those I mean, like, yeah. at that yeah, point, wouldn't it be aliens because the queen wasn't born. And so I'll tell you, I, unless she why I tried to make, uh, I'll tell you this. So back when I streamed, uh, like two years ago, I tried to make a hat where it was like I was wearing like a hat like this and I tried to literally just tape like you know like foil around it to make a Matt's Mysteries hat and it and it didn't work within like the six minutes I had before I had to stream so I was like okay fuck it and I scrapped it and I just never did it again so Aww. but listen okay the next season finale we're all gonna look like Hershey's Kisses I'm down I will wear a tinfoil <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be the, the, the Hershey Kiss format like we're gonna have like a yeah. piece of <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. It's that's that's what we're gonna do. Some conspiracy solidarity. I'm I'm down. <laughs> down. Yeah. Okay. As as long as y'all are down, because like, listen, I'll do it regardless. Because I I don't care. Like, I look ridiculous for a living. There are but. some there are some funny conspiracy theories out there that aren't like serious at all, and those are fun to go through. You know. One of these so. days, we're gonna have a Matt's mysteries where it's just gonna be like. 100 people on stream and we're gonna call David Ike, and we're gonna be oh, like yo no, is the queen a lizard person and he's gonna be like I was a footballer and I firmly assert that the, the queen is indeed a lizard person and uh and like he's gonna he's gonna go and riff off his whole book and I'm gonna be like yo and then that's gonna be the podcast and that's gonna it's just gonna be Get talking David for like a hundred years here. I yeah. I wanna do that or Giorgio Tsoukalos from Ancient Aliens Though those are the two that we're gonna we're gonna call up anyway all right, I'm going to finish this off and then we'll get into the theories. If you think this is straight up batshit Looney Tunes, we can't blame you, because of course it is. After the proper authorities had thoroughly swept the premises, word of the brutal attack had spread throughout the town, drawing in quite a large crowd. Although officials initially cautioned the curious townsfolk regarding going into the house, as many as 100 or more of the crowd had entered the property once the premises were cleared, with one resident even taking a fragment of Joe's skull as some sort of morbid keepsake. I mean, clearly we're not going to secure the crime scene at all. This is, no. what, this is what I was telling you before stream. I was like, there's one moment where you guys are all going to just be like, law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and that's that's exactly they were like please pretty please with a cherry on top don't go in and they were like we promise and then as soon as they left they were like yo guys let's go in yeah more than a hundred people had gone inside and were just taking pictures or whatever the hell they had to do Uh, that's that's good that's solid (laughs) pictures i don't think they were taking pictures the the, the, probably not yeah no (laughs) it was like they were doing i don't know those like chalk rubbings of like the imprints in the ceiling or something whatever they could wow. <laughs> <They got this. laughs> but yeah like, legitimately a dude just walked in and took a piece of his his skull and was like this is mine now and walked <laughs> out with it so my question is did that resin that took the skull was that the killer I honestly that would imagine that, it, like, that's the thing is they say, like, someone left with the, a fragment of his skull. It's like, do you know who this person is? Probably not, because I mean, yeah. there were more than a hundred of them that left. But it's like, do you know who physically had that fragment yeah. of his skull in his pocket? It's like, yeah, I left the, I left with, with the, uh, the lower mandible, and they were like, oh, it was, it was Fred. He fucking, of course he did it. Why would you leave with, like, why? Yeah, you're just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on the mantle or the mantle, guys. It's gonna be my uh, <laughs> my murder trophy. Like, oh, why Lord. wouldn't you question that someone took a fragment of the body? Like, unless yeah. he wanted for keepsakes so they can scene? live that no. scene over again. So, I mean, we're just out of the Victorian period, but people are still really into the occult at this point. Yeah. So, and the morbid I, kind of yeah stuff, i would yeah. assume that it was some sort of occult fascination because like seances are a big thing at this time oh, and you know, mm. people are just weird it wasn't i mean until what like the 60s or 70s until like satanism was really blamed right like this was still yeah. more so like yeah yeah occultism yeah um i mean but the question is like so how do we know that it wasn't taken like during the murder like well, we just know that his skull is like half a piece of his skull is missing, right? At least at that point, I I do believe that, regardless of how incompetent these marshals were, um, had done their their investigation and then had come back and probably had been like, "Yo, one of these things doesn't look like the others." They had before and after pictures, pretty Ew. much. And th- the craziest part too is, um. The house was demolished by the people in the town, like, not too long after. So it's not even like you could go go back and try and recreate the crime scene and try and, like, legitimately, like, crazy in-depth, like, synergize and investigation or whatever it is people try and do. Uh, Yeah, it was demolished. So now it's just... I I don't know if there's a house there now, but, like, it's just... So there... There is, which is why, like, I don't see anything yeah. about the house being demolished. Like, the house that they're talking about on their website says it's the original house. Yeah, because it looks exactly like the original. Honestly, house. I would prefer that because, like, the two the two sources that I used, like, when I was finalizing these notes, they were like, "Yeah, the the citizens demolished the house." I'm like, "Did they really though?" Because that's yeah. that's some neighborhood watch level like hot fuzz fucking. It was, it was for the greater good. We got to demolish the house kind of shit. There is one. Um, I forget which one it is, um, but there is a guy who did end up demolishing a house where a bunch of people got murdered, but it was simply because it was like falling apart and people kept getting hurt. And mm-hmm. so he didn't want to get sued. So it's yeah. like, I couldn't imagine. It doesn't I mean, happen often. Yeah. So there, the people like the house was like cleaned up and like used as a rental property for years. Oh, that's Which, like no, thank you. But, uh, yeah, they, like <laughs> in 1994, this is this article saying in 94, like these people that own it now, 
bought the house and re- restored it to its original condition at the time of the murders in 1912, and it's listed on the National Historic Register. Well, that's why people, tours. when like that's what people are starting to wonder, like you know the Chris Watts murders and stuff like that. That house still sits vacant to this day. The bank can't get anybody to buy it. So everybody's well, I can't like, imagine why. I know exactly, but it's like, so what's what's going to happen with it? Are you going to demolish it? Like, are people actually? Because I I wouldn't, especially with all like the paranormal activity that like happens and all of the stuff mm-hmm. that gets reported for that. On <laughs> the nope. next nope. episode of Ghost Hunters, because <laughs> I mean, Zach even if you demolish the house, to go it's into the Chris Watts property. house. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's basically. I mean, even it, if you demolish yeah. the house, you still have the property. I- I'm sorry, I wouldn't even want the property. <laughs> yeah, I just salt I'm that. A bit. Yeah, yeah no, this house. This house looks like it is definitely still there. So yeah. uh, we can go do our overnight tour for the low, low price of like six hundred bucks. I, I was. I mentioned <laughs> oh. this on on uh, on stream not too long ago, but like, listen, once. Ontario is in a shit show and the states will let us travel into the states and it's not going to be like we're, we're bad we're in a bad state right now Ontario sucks but when I'm vaccinated and when I can go and do stuff it's not going to be too far from now but we need to do like a Matt's Mysteries where it's like an actual paranormal investigation I think that would be sick many places by Elamere and it's not too far from Canada so I think that that's what we should do at least like a at least like a six hour to eight hour drive depending on how many laws I break away so I'm I'm down I'm just saying (laughs) everyone we're meeting at the border and we're going like between like Pennsylvania West Virginia Virginia I mean even like there's just there's so much we love yeah there's a lot back in the day it was our thing so there's all that you know we're doing this it's happening oh yeah no we're fully gonna we're fully gonna do that it's like i really i tried to do it a few years ago where um uh, aki and i went to a cemetery in toronto near the toronto zoo and i couldn't get reception so i couldn't stream it which was really unfortunate but uh shit was whack and i may have heard a ghost or may have heard like a very angry homeless person and uh it was scary so why are you picking on the homeless people matt i wasn't picking on anyone i literally leaned over the fence and heard like straight out of faz just the (sighs) right but you like to say you said that you're very aggressive so what were you saying to them first Oh, at that point, I wasn't saying anything. I was just trying to take pictures. I was like, mm-hmm. they felt your vibes, your vibes, and your <laughs> my vibes. Okay, I was ready. <laughs> I mean, they're just trying. I called. I called out Carol Thomas by name. Janice Smith, are you here? How old are you? The best thing there in Faz, go. just sidebar. The best thing in Faz ever is when you get a ghost named Betty White, and you're like, oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> that's sacrilege (laughs) once i was playing with sarah and we had michael jackson once that was fun yeah that was beautiful (laughs) it was that was fun (laughs) yeah that's great that's that's when you're like am i stepping on any toes Uh, yeah well so i was i I, I was when I was digging through like the house tours, it did mention that like 
uh, everything was super primitive with like in terms of obviously they didn't have DNA. Fingerprinting was still a fairly new thing, probably like within the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the the like the local chemist had a, a camera and wanted to go in and they threw him out. Oh my God. Witchcraft. Uh, yeah. So like there could have been me. pictures, but they were like not nah, out. It's so, it's really upsetting because like as much as like, this shit happens all the time, even now. Like there was, there was like a case in, in India and they still haven't solved it because as soon as it happened, the family let like a bunch of random people into the house. And then like the, the crime scene was just trash before they called the police. Wasn't that so, what happened yeah. with Madeline McCain too? Like everybody was yeah. up in that room and like, so it like- like uh, JonBenet Ramsey too. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It happens all the time. And I just don't understand why, but yeah. Well, I mean, with JonBenet Ramsey, it was so that they made sure that nobody got found. Exactly. Because yeah. well, right, I think exactly. we all know who did it in that sense. And I think everybody knows who did it, but you can't prove it yes. anymore. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those unspoken things that nobody's ever going to confirm, but everyone knows. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so, like, unfortunate. And, and yes, to be fair, back in the day, the whole concept of, like, fingerprinting and DNA was of no use because it's like, oh, great, what do I do with this? Like, there's nothing I can do, so. Well, fingerprinting was useful, but it was just too new. Like, it's yeah. well, different now, yeah. like. You know, you can fingerprint somebody, put it in the database, right? And it's like you can check with Interpol in probably like twenty minutes. But right. yeah. yeah, back then it was it was just too new. It was literally like, do you have a card that has the person's name and their literal fingerprints on it? Like, yeah, and yeah so well that's like even in today's day and age not everybody's fingerprinted like i'm fingerprinted because yeah. i worked at a school so i had to put my i had to get a background check but not everybody's fingerprinted so but i yeah, do like, love yeah. like i gave my dna for ancestry dna so obviously i know that i'm gonna get cloned and everything and it's fine but the cool thing about <laughs> that is that you know now you never know you could be that like missing little link to like solve like some crazy murder that happened i don't know like a hundred yeah. years ago or something which is cool I- so yeah that's been happening now is like they've been able to like link people who have murdered someone through like ancestry and like yeah that whole like dna like familial DNA. yeah familial <laughs> dna like is now a new thing it's really amazing yeah if only they had that back then just or something a sample anything yeah well that's the the wild thing too is just like I forgot what I was gonna say. The thought just left my left ear. It's all good. It's fine. Hi, how's it going? Hey, nobody's judging. What's up? The case remains unsolved to this day, nearly 109 years later, with only two suspects ever being considered by authorities as the axe-wielding killer of the Moore family and the Stillinger children. So who done it? I mean, could be anybody at this point. I mean, it been the other parent. The craziest part <laughs> yeah, is, is yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the funniest part. Well, I mean, not the funniest part is, but like, just regarding <laughs> that theory, is it's just like maybe it was the other parents, and it was like so. One of the kids, if not both of the uh, the neighbor kids, were actually in 
the uh, the Children's Day service. So maybe it was like, you didn't play that tree to my satisfaction. Smack, 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 smack. With the axe. Or some uh, adult hanky-panky going on behind the scenes. Possible. Yeah. This seems like there's way more nefarious reasons yeah. going on. You know, like, it wouldn't be something petty. It's definitely something, like, that would make someone snap. Yeah. And that's, um, I mean, yeah. unless, like, he's, le- or she, or they are legitimately just gone and mm-hmm. psychotic. Like, they had, yeah. like, a psychotic break or something. Like... I just couldn't, I can't believe that this was just like a, oh, I was walking by this house and I saw this, this axe and I'm going to go bludgeon every single person, you know, like it's just, and take nothing like, I'm not, you know, yeah, like the fact that there's some like strange occult sort of thing going on, it seems like, and like the fact that they murdered everybody, like, I don't I, there's there's so many bits and pieces that could either be random person or someone who knew them very personally or a group like, of people because yeah. i'm still not sold that there was just one person involved. yeah because yeah. that's a lot to do and yeah that's why they they were saying like it may have been multiple individuals the only the only thing that makes them think that it was one person is the fact that they only found one lantern like one oil lamp and apparently uh the way that the all the knobs and shit i don't i'm you know i'm not from 1912 so but thank you probably for the best secretly i am and like you just realize that i'm 108 years old but uh they yeah um the the lamp was set to such a degree that it was faint enough that a single person would have been able to see right in front of them but not much else and so they don't know that there was someone else with another lamp they didn't know that there may have been two lamps in the house and they may have left with one like they don't really reference any of that so they don't they just say an individual maybe individuals and you're kind of like cool so it could have been one person it could have been 12 we don't know it could have been just a murder rave party in this fucking house do they, do they, okay, so did, did, blah, 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 blah. could they account for everybody from like the church and everything? Obviously, since it's where they were the before. Right. So the where, two, the, uh, the two suspects, one of them, um, is from the actual community and then someone else, um, uh, I wouldn't argue that he was, he was almost like a transient, like he wasn't a part of the mm. community, but he was there and then he wasn't there and like it's almost like one of those like uh like traveling uh preachers or what what have you oh yes the reverend yeah reverend. yeah yeah reverend too many names is what i call him because like legitimately he has like six names it's like rev yeah. the the reverend kelly lynn jack lynn, i remember kelly that, yeah. lynn and you're just like yo man be born with Take less names name. Just, just pick a name. Why pick not just name. be Dale? <laughs> yeah, Maybe. why not Dale? That's my ex-husband's dad's name. That's really weird. Oh. Such a weird name. Anyway. I was thinking of King of the Hill. Yeah. That too. He had a trial for the murders, though. See, and that's that's kind of where we come into the, uh, the more, like, suspect portions of the theories, at least, but... Yeah, it's 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 interesting to say the least cuz it's like 
we have all these details, but obviously it exists at a time where forensic science and just, you know, forensic pathology and all these things just were, were in their infancy in comparison to where they are now. So to be able to sit there and go, oh yeah, it was this person living down the street. We got it from their, their, you know, like a fucking partial print on the side of this person's head as they were holding it to bludgeon them to death. Like we don't have that, which is, it makes sense because that's just conducive to the time period. But like the fact that they only have two suspects to me, at least points more to the fact that if they were to do fingerprinting, they'd be like, we have at least a hundred people's fingerprints in this fucking house. You know why? Cause he let a hundred fucking people rifle through these people's house after the fact. Yep. Mm. yeah and you're and i i don't i don't necessarily believe it was one person um myself just because Mm -hmm. i i i I couldn't imagine killing two people without the other six people in the house waking up unless everybody has been drugged or something of the sort it's very loud like it i I just i mean you, you stub your toe in the middle of the night and you're screaming out you know what i mean like i couldn't imagine yeah and then the neighbors next door did they not hear what was going on how close were they that's the, that's, that's the question that's the thing, i mean yeah. he was close enough to notice that it was quiet and uh it looks like it was pretty, close. Morning, it was though, pretty right? close so then so, why didn't you hear it yeah that that's my other question like so she knew enough early in the morning after it happened, like something's wrong, and call the brother. So that just doesn't sound right. So, I'm just sitting here, like biting my tongue. Are Are you waiting for the theories? I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see which theories you're putting up. So I have I have two. So obviously we've kind of gotten to the point where we know that one of them is the Reverend, but I have another one where it's it's a different dude, but it's a lot less substantial but there are things that could point to the fact that it could be this this dude so um because I, 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 the theory i like is really really interesting and it goes against what everybody else is saying so <laughs> i have i have three thoughts here so it's uh, like one it's entirely possible that the people because i'm pretty convinced that it's people who did it probably showed up the next day or like you know with those hundred people revisiting yes exactly second thought is i am not gonna not question that maybe the neighbor knew something like maybe she knew it was going down and then the third thought is maybe there was more than one act and they took it like they brought their own act i i don't know like (laughs) you must bring your own acts to the potluck of murder (laughs) It's possible. Everybody gets a Everybody gets a whack. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not laughing at, at your theory. It's just funny. It's like everyone's gotta bring their own murder weapon. I mean, who knows? Like There yeah, were actually seven people involved and there was like a bowling pin and a you know, like the, the glove from Nightmare, Yeah, like yes. the, the glove from a nightmare on Elm Street that was involved too. Like Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All morbid jokes and not a pen true yeah. crime yeah. in a nutshell yep. we're, we're here Joke for listen the matt's mystery show exists to take a morbid situation 
admit that it's fucked up and then make fun of it. Like that's the whole yeah. that's the whole point we exist. Unless it's like really bad. Yeah. But even still. Even still. <laughs> like uh, I I've I've yeah, I just no one look in a mirror y'all y'all are gonna go to heaven and i'm gonna like be like the guy who fades and goes there's no light there's only fire yeah no i'm 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 driving the bus what are you talking about yeah exactly right like what is heaven i don't even know what that is well that's interesting okay give us your theories matt all right here are the theories so our first theory talks about an individual called Frank Jones. Frank Jones once employed Joe Moore, with the two working together for seven years selling farming equipment before Joe left and started a rival business. It was also rumored that Joe was engaged in an affair with Jones's daughter-in-law though this detail has never been confirmed. Nonetheless, it has been insisted upon by many in the town of Villisica. Villisica. <laughs> Shut up. That the Moore and Jones families had a deep hatred for one another. This could, in part, be due to the fact that Joe had left Frank's business to start his own, creating competition between the two as the businesses had rivaled each other. Despite this and the alleged affair, the people of Velisca believed that the hatred between the two was nowhere near vicious enough to lead to brutal inhumane, cold-blooded murder. Yeah, I'm not supporting that idea. In fact, I think that's just coincidental. I agree that that's... uh, The only thing (laughs) that would drive someone is maybe the affair. Mm. Like, that's like, you know, you get really affected by that. But, like, rival businesses, like... Corporate espionage is one thing. Murdering somebody, murdering eight people in their beds is like another. Right. So, I don't even think the affair would warrant killing no, you know, six it, kids. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. there's a there's a ritualistic pattern of how they were killed. And there's the more that I'm thinking about it, the way that it was staged after the fact. Um, I don't even think that it has anything to do with the occult. I think it's just in a real, a ritualistic way that the person decided to set the, um, the stage for how they wanted people to find the bodies. It's almost like, yeah, like a, a misdirect of sorts. Honestly, this has the makings of a serial killer. Like, mm. the the craziest part is, um, and this doesn't Wait. have, this has nothing oh, to do with the, uh, the, the second killer is, uh, or theory, I should say, not second killer, but, um, it has less to do with the, uh, the second theory in that, um, allegedly throughout the years preceding these murders, uh, similar axe murders had been reported 
across the states. Like it wasn't just limited to Iowa. It was across the United States. And they were going, well, the only things that really overlap is the fact that it was done with an axe and they had used a lamp that was like, you know, set to a point where it wasn't super bright. And I'm going, okay, so it's basically a dude or dudes or ladies or whatever. People like to kill people and whatever who had broken into a house or let themselves in and had set an oil lamp to a sense that they could use it to see and had bludgeoned someone with an axe and they're going that's the same as that killing that happened in 1912 that's the same that happened in that killing in 1914 yeah but there is more details than that though no. yeah uh, there no, is a lot a... more details in fact they were yeah. have they were happening specific weeks apart they were targeting full families and they always had some type of staging. In fact, I recall correctly, now that I'm thinking about it, I studied this when I was in college. You had stagings just like this where they would cover things with the linen and stuff that they would find. And it's a serial killer. Yeah, it's yeah. a serial yeah. killer. Four, 14 separate incidents. This is yep. why I brought you guys on. And it started in like 1911 and it kept going up until like 1915. Okay, so... One person. One person. The only question at that point is... I mean, it's not out of the question, but... Oh, no, it's totally probable. I was going to say, like, how someone would be able to, to make those trips. And at that point, how they would be able to, like... Obviously, all they of have the houses were near. And... All of the houses were near railroad tracks. Yeah, mm-hmm. so all they had to do was hop on the railroad. Right. Yeah. Okay, I th- okay. I was like, this sounds like something I've okay. Yeah, and okay. Yeah, I this. And like, yeah. 1912, you could like make a new identity for yourself, and nobody's oh, ever going to question it. No one. Yeah. yeah. No, there's no way. You could like, still do no that technology. in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, you could. Yeah, because there was no technology. So I mean, yeah, who's gonna? No one's gonna fact check you or, or yeah, right. like, like where yeah. were you? Um, I was just I came here on the train last night. I don't know exactly. what. Like, so I almost my name might be John, but it could be something <laughs> else. So. I'm John's first name John, last name something or other. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been to places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, birthplace, so... location, mm. house address <laughs> one two three Fake Street. Like okay. So yeah, that's so. that's very interesting to me in the sense that see my brain is is doing that thing where the hamster's in the wheel. Um it's not going very fast because the hamster has been eating a lot of sweets. Bacon? Oh. It's and it's, bacon. <laughs> it's it's had two 16 ounce bags of sugar. Um but Wait, so Okay, so for those that know of this, like, specific details, did they, were the mirrors covered every single time? Or was that just, like, was it always something a little bit different like at each one? Or is that not something that we know? Because that's, that's the thing for me is, like, I wonder if that's a misdirect. And that's kind of what I thought it was initially. And mm-hmm. the second theory points to someone who's not necessarily a citizen of the actual town like frank jones is like a regular in the town like he's a dude who lives there so for it to be something that may have spread throughout the town whether it was you know through the the individual being the person who carried out the act 
across the board or someone who inspired someone to do just that. Um, the second theory makes a lot more sense in that the, this person was not necessarily a transient, but was very close to being one of those just kind of like, you know, yeah, I'm going to just take my, my hanky on my stick and hop on the railroad and, <laughs> and like that kind of person. Right. So, and that's, that's what gets, that's why I, and, and I mean, there's two pages, sorry, there's three pages of information on this theory versus one page on Frank Jones. So you're kind of like, ha. Huh. Yeah. yeah, but you, yeah. your second theory is about the the reverend. Dude, right. So the third the theory that that the rest of us are talking about is a completely different person. Yep. That is yeah. uh, he remained an unknown, didn't they? No, no, they have a name. There's okay. there's a name and everything. It's mm-hmm. that um he was never arrested any yeah. of the murders, but like there are like people that that their life's mission is studying serial killers. And they mm-hmm. think it's like a very probable that he was the. I like this. So. Yeah, I, yeah, because all that... the bodies were covered, and in other mm-hmm. murders, the shades were drawn. See, yeah, so, I think yeah. that it's just a variation of the guy kind of like fucking with the house, like okay, you know, the victims all were covered and all of that, and then the shades were drawn. Well, what's another step of throwing stuff on the mirrors? You know, just like if he's done this that many times, like each house probably has some variation that he was just like, well, this is what I want to do here for whatever motivation. Well, that's the thing. As serial killers go, most of them will stay pretty close to the cuff of what they've done. But there's always going to be just a little bit from variation. Or they'll escalate over time. Yeah. Yeah. Either because they get more brazen or whatever. Right. 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 Exactly. So the initial ones could have been just a little bit more simplistic, and over yeah. time, their rituals start to develop. They start yeah. to um, get into their mo. Yep, and yeah. and and I think at this point, he was like he or she or whatever. Like they were quite confident that they were able to murder eight people in a house, yeah. and yeah, like well, get away. This with particular it, person, yeah. um, I, I I would note. Um, the according to the wiki page for it, that they tried to look for him for a year um, in 1897 because he murdered a whole family there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what set it off. Like and that, it so, follows a yeah, that's a very specific pattern, right? So then he just did the stuff in the for these guys just as a way to throw them out off realistically to make it look like it was part of like an occult type of. I mean, realistic thing. Yeah, think, or, I mean, yeah. they were talking about that he could have killed, like that he went on a killing spree for like a de- over a decade. Yeah, it's definitely been known to happen. I mean, yeah, yeah, completely. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's common, but it's not. It's not on. on yeah. Or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. there's the one uh, serial killer. I can't think of his name who killed for quite a while. He literally had kill kits located in quite a few yep. different states and he would murder people in different ways and nobody could ever catch up to him and they finally got him because the, he made one little mistake. Yeah. The yep. BTK yep. killer? No. Uh, I would say because he killed for a freaking long time. Yeah. Well, Bundy did the caught, same thing and it wasn't until he bit the left buttock of that girl where they yeah. finally could um, trace oh, his... Um, yeah. That his, was 20 uh, plus years before one. he screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, and... Ann Coulter, who's a novelist, she kept trying to report to the authorities, hey, I have a friend here that um, I'm very concerned about who might very well be involved in these murders, and they were not taking her seriously. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So man. that seems like a lot of effort. Well, and, and the thing, um, the the thing that is intriguing to me about this theory, at least with regards to the the uh, the killer. So, um, if it if it is truly, uh, I'm not. I think it's Paul Paul Buhler or or however you pronounce it. Um, if it is truly this this gentleman, then it would have been one of those things where all of these things that would have pointed to someone you know, like him knowing the layout of the house allegedly and him going through this and this and this and this. It's like, well, no, it points more to toward the fact that Buddy would have just grabbed the axe in the backyard, checked the front door or the back door, found that it's unlocked because it's a small town, let himself in, managed to, to through some, you know, force of whatever ninja tiptoe friggin jutsu evade waking up all of the kids in the house going straight to the parents and then bludgeoning them because that's something that probably would have been like we were saying earlier just something that would have been fresh in in their mind to be like yeah take out the people who can potentially do something in this Mm -hmm. first then move backwards take out the rest of the younglings yeah exactly Um, like not even the younglings survived like I just can't fathom how quick this had to have been. Like that to me is what my brain just simply can't understand for it to have been one person Mm. and that none of the children got away from that because there's that experience because that's not the first murder. It it, it doesn't like even still that's that's eight people that you're killing all at once. That's not going to be like a 30 second thing. Like there is going it's going to take. I mean, you can't hack somebody 30 times and then you can knock them out and then go back and kill them. Yeah, Which that so is, that's kind of what I'm possible. leading more towards. I don't think that it was just a he moved from one to one to one. I think it was they all were incapacitated in some way mm-hmm. from the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he killed the ones first, so that way yeah. if they started to wake up, or he killed them first and then went back and took the axe to them. Like it's honestly, possible. the way that I see it is like because I'll speak from experiences. I'm I'm an extremely light sleeper, like you can legitimately like my my cat will make a noise in his in his house and i'll hear him in the middle of the night and it'll wake me up uh no matter where i am so i'm the type of person who if i was sleeping and someone was beside me and someone just got like they had just been bludgeoned with an axe even one impact i may have woken up so it's mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah i would i would almost imagine that it may have actually been one of those things where maybe they had actually yeah like incapacitated everyone in the house to an extent where they they can't fight back yeah like maybe mm-hmm. you 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 hit them at least one time like you give them a, a one and done in the head with this fucking sharp ass object and then you move on to the next person and then you come back finish the deed because they're obviously at that point they might still be alive they might be s- still screwing right. around whatever and then you just fucking be like all right cool i hit you once here's 29 more are you ready and then, so, you know, do you do the 29 before or after you get the bacon out of the fridge, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the that's most the most important, important question. Is yeah. When did they get bacon out? Yeah. Also, I totally forgot because Grendel said something about it earlier and then my brain like just left because we all keep talking about like, how did he get through this room without waking the kids up? If I remember correctly, one of the theories is that whomever did this was hiding in the attic. 
That's right. Yeah. Waiting yeah. for them to come They're home. like cigarette butts or something like that found up there. Yeah. So they would have been able to just like go into the parents' room without ever Ooh. making a noise. Because a lot yeah. of those houses, especially if they were up there, there is usually like little, not even in the ceiling, like little crawl spaces, like all that yeah. kind of stuff. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of places to hide in old houses. At that yeah. point, it's almost like the, um, I don't know if you guys have, have heard of this and I'm totally going to butcher the name, but I think it was like the Hinterkaifeck murders where it was like a, a family in Germany that I believe was murdered around the same time. I don't know if it was the 1912s. I think it may have been actually later than that. Maybe even in the 1800s. I, again at me twitter fuck come on but uh it was one of those things where uh there was yes. a set of footprints yes. leading to the house and then there were people killed and then there were no footprints leading out and like there was all this shit that was like but they were murdered with basically they were bludgeoned to death with an accident in a similar fashion but it was in it was in germany and it's it's interesting but, that you mentioned this because like you guys mentioned uh paul muller Yes, he's part. They think he killed them too, right? And that's why my brain oh. is all like, "Yo, what's up?" Hi. And it makes the food thing then makes perfect sense because, like, they just lived with the dead bodies for days, uh, like ate food out of the fridge, like it was not a thing that there were dead people in the house. Yeah, well, you know, somebody is their wires are not. I feel like I need to watch different. I need to listen to different podcasts. See, my my uh, I don't have a sense of smell, so also oh, it wouldn't bother you. I, could I was just gonna go, say, like, I can be that. We didn't have plumbing for two days, so I could be that type of person who's just like, yeah, it's I just live. But like to the average person, how the fucking fuck do you do that? I can't Wait, even handle it, my my cat's poop. I would imagine right, like it stinks. Something. I mean, so what if it's the same guy, right? Like he at this point, if we're talking about um, the Hinter Kaifek, like <laughs> at that point, he's already killed fifty nine other people. Yikes. I don't think he cares. He's yeah, I know. No. He's he, 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 not fine. He's like, gone. It's at that point, does it is it really bothering him that there's a dead body in the house? No, nah. it's no. fine. He's Looney Tunes. Well, yeah. legitimately, he's well, just like, yeah, it's yeah, that's that's Friday night. I'm having my dinner with Friday night murder victims. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, the fact that the family was out until nine thirty at night that would have given them the person plenty of time to get in the house and secure a spot. Yeah. Especially and since know they the layout of the house it. too, and know right, the exactly. exactly know the layout of the house, so they would have been able to plan, yeah, exactly how they're going to move around the house. Man, I, I, yeah, I mean, this guy obviously had nothing but time, so like, yeah, he's probably just going from you know wherever he pleases and then staking out the place, watching their movements, figuring out exactly what's going to happen, and then yeah, like. Hide in the attic, do whatever. It's honestly amazing that they didn't actually catch this guy. Well, like, they yeah. they had someone in jail that they suspected was responsible for their murder, as well as the other axe murders in the area. And they tried to say something, but it was widely dismissed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. See... Here's here's the thing. And it, it like thank you for bringing up the whole the whole Paul Mueller thing. It's just like 
the the fact that there's so much because in in my initial like I did a very brief kind of just overview of this and that was just enough to get the the exposition down and and what have you in the notes and in that they were like oh well you know it could have been these two people because of all these reasons and this person did that and this that and the other thing whatever so I was like okay that's great but having looked at it because I, I did see further that they were like well it could also be like this undisclosed individual who may have committed these heinous acts across all these states and all these uh, uh, over all this time and you're like well fuck that throws this all out the window and I love that so the, the and it the makes whole, the most sense exactly because of the especially with the intervals in which these murders were happening in the locations in which they're happening. Well, yeah. and the whole the whole thing is just like, listen, I'm here as I'm I'm sitting here, a man with a beard on Matt's mysteries, calling out journalists out there in the interwebs to please do your fucking research because yeah. listen, if if this shit's gonna be a thing. And you're gonna be like, yeah, no, I'm. I refuse to look into that. It's just, it was, it was this guy, and that's just it. Listen, there are, there's so much more to this. There's a rabbit hole. Are you not looking at that? And right. so that's, I'm calling y'all out, journalists. You, you should be aware. But, I mean, the Reverend, like the theory about the Reverend, actually brings up really good discussion points. Anyway, because it it shows how easily you could fit somebody into a mold regardless exactly. whether it's yep. him or not well, and how you it. could extract the confession well and, and yeah i mean yeah we'll uh we'll get into this with the reverend because we'll still go through the uh the, the the bullet points of his theory but uh i mean his theory is really good yeah regardless. it's a very valid theory and if you didn't have the other things that were going on in the surrounding areas you would think that this was it like, yeah. yeah. Well, and beyond it, too, just like the fact that just um, kind of piggybacking off of uh, Ellie's most recent uh, point there is just the fact that he was able to, at least with the Reverend, the fact that he was able to like masquerade as a fucking detective two weeks after leaving the town, a day after right. the murders happened. Like, he just showed up and was like, Yeah, my name is Detective Jim Bob. And fucking, they were like, Oh, okay, cool. Hey, you want to be a part of this? And he was like, <laughs> Sure. Like, the fact that they did all of that and just let him do his thing, like, you know, like... And that, this, that this, goes to the whole point of, yeah, like, that goes to the whole point of, like, that, that people can change their identities so easily in 1912. Exactly, and there was yeah. no way of actually being able to verify that they yeah. were who also, they said they were from another area. Slightly yeah. concerned that the people in this town were all a few fries short of their Happy Meals, because, like, how do you not notice that this dude that you know Whoa. is just here is now, like... Like, hold on. I feel like, you know, like, excuse me. Hello. Now I, I now I'm this person. Nobody's no, no you're not noticing that? Like, yeah. Come on. Yes. Okay. Definitely that. But if we're, if we're going with like the other theory, like the serial killer theory, it's like, if you, let's say you get off, you're, you're not even riding the train. You just hopped on the train. Right. And then you get off of it. And it's like this sort of this very small town. I don't know. I just I feel like it's very possible to maneuver it in a way that no one sees you. And you can somehow get into a house or whatever, or just hide out somewhere. Like, yeah, I think I think that's possible. This this other thing about nobody noticing this guy changing identities. I mean, okay, that's that's a bit ridiculous, but 
I feel like back then, like, I think you could hide out pretty easily. Nobody would know you were there. And yeah, so. I mean, just speaking from reference, like I said, my grandparents have a 200 year old home and there are so many crawl spaces and the attic is Mm -hmm. huge. And there's so much stuff in that house that it's like, I mean, you literally could have somebody living with you. And I mean, we see it all the time. People live with people without them no without way. them knowing about it. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's a it's the person could have been there for a week and they may have not known, you know, yep. especially old houses make a lot of noises, too. So there mm-hmm. could have been footsteps, but it's like, you know, you just yeah. ignore it. Cause yep. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Well, there's that whole yeah, there's that whole um fuck i forget where it is i think it may have been japan maybe south korea where there's that one dude who uh was like yeah i'm hearing sounds in my crawl space or whatever and so he set up a camera and there was like a woman living in his crawl space and like would oh. come out and, like eat out of, out of his fridge that and whatever happened. and then go Heat back in into his, the crawl space yeah. like i think Heat it was in his freaking thing yeah it happens oh. more than you could imagine it, yeah it's, it's terrifying lot. There was one guy who like was living in their attic and like literally had drilled holes to like like spy on the family. Like it's yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be able to sleep. What are you I'm guys doing sure on your there's... Friday night spying on oh, another God. family? Like right? it's the Williams from inside like, their house. Yeah, like yeah. the Williams are playing Monopoly. I'm I'm looking mm-hmm. at it. Little Timmy's about to fucking bankrupt his dad. Oh, well, this man. is interesting. The town's um, sheriff. Man's was it um Wilkerson, he actually got sued by one of the suspects. His sink, I'm sorry, I couldn't get it out. Oh. So he um apparently Wilkerson had suspected that initially Jones was the one that was doing it. And then turned out that he thought that Jones hired another person who to do the murders in that town and they suspected that he was a serial killer because of the murders of his family but later on they um, wiped all that clean and that person Mansfield actually sued that town's uh, lead investigator and was awarded a little over $2,000 I mean So I think that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I, the thing is, like, with their pretty much, I don't know. I mean, sometimes, like, people get away with so much shit because of the poor, uh, I don't know, ability of, like, local police departments and stuff like that. So, like, yeah. And then people get accused all the time uh, because, I mean, like Ellie was saying, like, you know if you can make the shoe fit like it's it's yep. if you just take certain details like you can just be like oh this makes so much sense and then people be like yeah and most people aren't going to think twice about it they just want to feel safe so they're just gonna you know like yeah. blame someone people the the problem with like a mob mentality is that people will latch on to the thing that helps them uh yeah exactly just cope with the uh Mm -hmm. the stigma what 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 have you the the quickest 
And yeah. whether it's the right safe, answer yeah. or otherwise, they don't care. It's the yep. just the fact that it's it's the answer they want to hear. So they're like, yeah. fucking let's go. And that's just it. Yeah. And so they, they run with it. And it's it's kind of been a problem. Um it's a problem in a lot of true crime, like that that you'll you'll notice is just that uh yeah, I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought. Police incompetence and all that is just, yes, it runs yeah. rampant, unfortunately. And yep. you see it a lot more in small towns, especially when it's suspected that it's one of their own. They will cover that shit up to the day they yep. die because you don't want to oh, look yeah. bad. Or know? they don't even know how to handle it. It's something that, that or that. And so instead of calling in somebody to help them, they'd rather, like, you know, stroke their own ego and try to yeah. do it themselves. And then yep. you have these unsolved cases that sit there yep. for 30 years because it's yep. like, you, you could have asked for help, you know? Yeah, yeah, you it says- I was going to say, Go you, ahead, you also have to consider that there's, um, just, just in terms of like, like looking at this case, for example, you know, uh, with law enforcement, they were like, we did a thorough sweep. It was, the okay. bloodiest, the bloodiest sight that I could ever see, like ah, and whatever they said, and they advised people not to look into it, but they didn't enforce it because as soon yep. as they cleared the premises, mm-hmm. people were stealing skull fragments like it's fucking nothing. Yeah. So, like, I mean, clearly it was normal. Which <laughs> makes me wonder if the serial killer went back and took the skull fragment as a souvenir. That's what Which I was is thinking. Not uncommon. You know, is like one of those hundred people who could have been in the house could have totally been someone who actually was involved. Because or it's not uncommon it. for the killer to go back and visit the scene yep. of the murder. Yep. As we see in the guy who killed the chick, um I can't remember, and he was on on um on TV when they found her body and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And you could literally yeah. watch it in his face, like yep. Oh shit! And yeah. you know he was the killer. It's or like people who go to like the vigils or funerals. Yeah, of like, exactly. You know, people that yeah. they've killed or kidnapped or whatever. Yeah. I just yep. feel bad for this dude Mansfield because he was suspected to be a serial killer, because and was believed to be responsible for the murder of his own wife and child and in-laws, mm. just because it happened four days before these murders took place. And the sheriff was convinced that it was Jones that hired him to do it. But when they brought it to the grand jury and opened an investigation on him in 1916, an alibi was, um, he had an alibi. He had a thorough alibi, which they had to release him. And he was awarded money because, I mean, you can't go around just saying, hey, I think think you killed these people because your family was killed you're a serial killer see and imagine this was something that happened like in honestly not even that far or like much earlier in comparison like this was 1912 like imagine it happened in like the 1800s like 1865 like well, someone, Jack the Ripper. Like, legitimately, yeah. someone could have just been like, oh, it was so-and-so. They did it. I saw them with my eyes. And they would have been like, what's your alibi? They were like, I was at home sleeping. And they'd be like, that's not good enough. We're hanging you. So, mm. it, it's Well, look just... at how many uh, suspects Jack the Ripper's case had. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, exactly. that's just it. Is is like, the, the thing that gets me with, with this case, at least, is 
Um, you know, it's one, it's good that they did enough of their due diligence to be able to rule out people. So even with our second theory, which is the Reverend too many names, Kelly, um, he confesses to it, but then he, uh, he later on, uh, recants it. He says, no, I didn't. It was under duress. It was police brutality. He like, he gives his reason. And he eventually gets acquitted. So you're you're sitting there going, okay, fair enough, whatever. Maybe he's genuinely innocent. That's totally okay. At that point, like, yeah, an innocent man doesn't get fucking hung or whatever it is. But the, the whole thing is just, you look at how, how, one, how they investigated this, two, how they accuse people of this, like legitimately, like the, the Frank Jones was the first person they were like, we're suspecting you. Uh, your, your buddy was a fucking person and he eventually started a rival business. Therefore, yeah, question mark, question mark, question mark leads to profit. There you go. He's a bad guy. No. Um, it's, it's just, it's really interesting to think of how, Like, how many people will slip through the cracks because they, they evade certain details or they they don't um, they don't meet certain criteria or, you know, like in this, it's like, well, the, the cops were adamant. They said, well, they must have known the layout of the house because they killed the parents first. Well, you don't mm-hmm. know that. You just yeah, know that, they killed the was, parents first. I was going to say that. I was like, that's pure speculation. There's no way you can actually prove that. And like, if we're talking about I mean, if we went with our theory of this guy who was staking out the house for God knows how long, I mean, yeah, it's entirely possible that he managed to learn the floor plan, but that doesn't mean that he actually knew the family. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the house wasn't that big. It's not, I mean, I already right. know the layout of the house. I'm yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I do want to give Detective Wilkerson his credit, though, because he was one of the few that suspected that it was the workings of a serial killer. So he wasn't narrow-minded to thinking that it was someone within the town. He at least was embracing that potential possibility that it was a serial killer. And the person that they suspect that was responsible, he was doing time in prison, but they never charged him for those murders. Mm-hmm. He was actually in jail for like 36 years. Oh, jeez. And then paroled in... Uh, 1949 Mm. i always find it really sad like you know with with these murders and stuff that no one has figured out like with the black dahlia case and stuff like that you know like uh they had a list of over a thousand suspects and stuff like that and and it's it's more than likely that they actually did interview the person who probably did it but then just didn't have like the person just got away with it like I, I just feel like more often than not in these like really high profile cases they actually managed to get the person like yeah like but they they're get on them. a list somewhere yeah mm-hmm. they usually get them on something unrelated to what they're mm-hmm. investigating like this person here he was convicted of killing his mother and his grandmother yeah several months after um these um murders took place so more than likely he killed his mom and grandma they figured it out 
they threw him in jail and the federal investigators like no you you hold up fam because you know this guy is responsible for these other 22 other axe murders across mm-hmm. the country but yet they never dug deeper and they never charged him because he was already in jail yeah I like this. I mean, at this point, do we need to go through the next theory? Because I, I kind of feel like we're all on the same page with the last bit. I think the the other the the Reverend theory is interesting, right? It's because very he had a known mental illness. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is kind of an insight into, uh, at least, yeah, like like the more um, mentally ill and just unstable yeah. people uh, of the time, for sure. Well. I think it more goes to show that how much of a stigma mental illness was still back then that they would automatically assume that because someone done time in the mental hospital that they would be the ones more like they were dangerous. Yeah. I mean, he was in a mental hospital because he (laughs) liked little girls. I know. This dude wasn't like just schizophrenic or something. No, no, no. He liked little girls. Very yeah, I didn't read that. Specifically, I didn't like, read that I like detail. That. Like, I like, like that. Hold I'm I'm Listen. all for being like we got like I'm all for like people with mental illness were treated very horribly because oh, they really hilarious. were. Um, but I mean, God dude, forbid you have ADHD, you're going to be thrown right. into a mental. Yeah, right. That's no, funny, this though. dude was like. Oh man. Ooh, I wasn't yeah. specifically speaking of like this individual. I'm just saying <laughs> oh, in yeah. general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the like, mindset, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so what? Probably should never with, just with let him out. Is like okay, so they were basically they liked little girls. But this then, dude liked to spot. He was like a peeping tom who okay. peeped on little girls and like, like was known for it. Girl. Like yeah. he harassed women on a regular basis and mm-hmm. and it ended up being institutionalized for it. Okay. Yeah. So. And um, sorry, I haven't read this theory. So then, like, how does that link back? Like, they think that this person did it, but like, well, this is the guy that Matt, the 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 one that like was able to pretend he was somebody else. And oh, like, yeah. he wrote tons of letters to the police and everything. Like he's clearly mentally disturbed. Well, he had right. a confirmed diagnosis of schizophrenia, so clearly right. he was not grounded in reality. Yeah, and and he was arrested two years after the murder for sending obscene material through the mail. Exactly. Great. Well then. Wow. <laughs> I mean, nudes you know. in 1914. Amazing. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> Which would have made a, it a federal a crime. crime. Oh, yeah. oh, there there have been lewds since before cameras were invented. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah, this was, yeah. this, uh-huh. was uh, this was scrimshawed uh, hot tub streams. Yeah, pretty much. But you know, like he was not he was mentally unwell. Regardless of his predilections, he was mentally unwell and that made him a target. Exactly. So before we Even get- if he didn't do it. Mm. Before we get into the, uh, obviously the last segment, which is just kind of like what we think, uh, transpired, uh, yeah, well, we will talk about, um, our final theory, which, it's just way too many names, I'm sorry, there's just way too many names, uh, it's the Reverend Lynn George Jacqueline Kelly, there's too many names, just call yourself George, it's fine, 
too many names. George. Anyway, here we go. At 5.19 a.m., the morning after the murders took place, the Reverend left Velisca aboard the westbound number 5 train, where he allegedly told others on board that, quote, there were eight dead souls back in Velisca, Iowa, butchered in their beds while they slept, end quote. This detail, while not confirmed, is mad sus, considering the bodies would not be discovered for nearly three more hours. Unless he was just peeping. Mm. But that's a lot of peeping. Yeah, to see all Very of thorough that. peeping. Yeah. Mm. But that's if he actually said it. Yeah. If he actually oh, said true. it. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I mean, he could have witnessed the murders. I mean, maybe he was there to kind of get a little bit of a action with the little girls and got a little bit more of a visual than he wanted. Why would then, I have called the police then, though? See, that's just it. It's like, you know, then but then he would be telling himself. But even so, I mean, there's a difference between being a peeping Tom and witnessing eight people get blooded. Yeah. Like, act, you know, so like. Because most peeping Toms, like, for the most part, don't really go that far beyond being a peeping Tom. They're just really creepy and gross and yes. shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Obviously, right. you get the cases where it gets really bad like the one right. that i just talked about where the guy and she was found and he was on and all that kind of stuff but like most of the time peeping toms are i don't want to call it harmless because it's it's still really bad but for lack of a good, better word they're yeah, not like it's not usually more of an aggressive yeah yeah i mean if i have to choose between some weirdo looking in my window or getting hit in the head with an axe yeah. i'm gonna take the weirdo in the window but Agreed. yeah yeah and I, I feel like homeboy looking in the window is going to be like, oh my god, these people were just murdered. Like, to probably do something. At least I, I hope so. You know, At unless he was really. To, I mean, even if he didn't want to go in there on him on his own and be like, hey, this happened. Like, he could have. I don't know. Something. But we're assuming that this person's in their right frame of mind, though. Sure. True. Yeah. Well, then maybe this quote is true because then he was like, I need to tell someone about this. Hey, like, there are eight people dead in that town over there. Yeah. Like, it could just be the most ominous way in, like, yeah, yeah. Like sharing that information. But, um, in a completely, like, joking manner, like, you talk about <laughs> you'd rather be bludgeoned in the head with a, an axe than having someone peep in your. Window. No, no, other way around. This is, way around. this is why, or, yeah, okay, fine. This is why yeah. Brad uh, is chained in the basement. Poor Brad. <laughs> I had to make that joke. He's probably, I don't even know if he's still awake right now. He might be in bed right now, but, like, Brad. <laughs> he's just like, just you wait. I'm summoning enough baby hands to make a blood tornado. We've been watching a lot of llamas with hats, but. um. Anyway. I, I definitely think that words. I forgot what I was going to say. Everybody is right. Everyone wins a stuffed animal. Yay! Hey. Well, because they, there were reports that they saw him that day in church sitting in the back pew and then he just suddenly left and so, I mean... The thing that's weird with me with the reverend at least is just like okay I've I've interacted with 
religious individuals. Now, this is not going to get into a debate on what you believe in, whatever. Like, that's just not. But when I've spoken to, I've spoken to people, like religious individuals, heads of their communities of a multitude of different faiths, and they all kind of treat it the same way, where if they're, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm extrapolating my date, my data here, obviously. Like, I'm not saying like there was a murder and then they talked about it, but you know, the way that they, the, the amount of ambiguity and just the, the, the shroud that they put over it. Cause it's almost like this kind of like, well, maybe it was God's plan. Like that's kind of always what, at least, uh, in my conversations with, with, uh, the people in, in Christianity and, and Catholicism have been with, they, they say things like that where you're kind of like, okay, where if you were to talk to someone and go, why did this person kill those people? They'd be like, well, that's just what God intended. And so this theory at that point makes a lot of sense because you're like, huh, it was the reverend. Mm. But you're like, eh. Could it have yeah, been mental illness at that point? And he was just like, well, the voices told me, and it was it had to have been God, but... I'm just wondering, was the man actually a reverend? Who knows? Well, it was I mean, from another... Ca- again, we're I mean, at because, a point in time. I mean, if he was able to pass himself off as law enforcement, yeah. Yeah. he could easily pass himself off as a reverend. Like, yes. apparently he and was... And that could be part of his delusions. Yeah, like, apparently he was a, a reverend enough... That he was able to get jobs in in the states bordering uh, Iowa, to the extent okay. that he was eventually assigned um, the the kind of just jurisdiction just above, uh, just north of, I should say, uh, the Velisca area. So he was good enough at his job, and and I looked into his past a little bit, and apparently his parents, specifically his father was a minister so he was someone who was very just in like like balls deep in the fucking faith for those who i i i'm sacrilege i'm sorry people i'm people are just like he's going to hell and listen i burst into flames when i go into churches anyway i know i know i know to expect it but yeah he was balls deep into this whole fucking faith and so he would have been uh like, it would have been beaten into his psyche to the point where he would have been a, a preacher going across. Because he was from England, so he immigrated in 1904. Uh, he would have been indoctrinated. That's the word that I was trying to think of. Um, coming across. Mm. Whether it led to... Like, if... Again, this is stretching for Miles that he is the killer. Uh, if we're going to reach and assume that he is the killer, then it would have been... It would have played a part in why he killed these people. I genuinely don't think he is the killer now that yeah, I Yeah, I don't think I he's a killer. I don't think so either. No. And balls deep into faith. That's the that's the new slogan to get the hip young people into faith. Go to church. Go balls deep. I don't know. Weird. Y'all can sue me later. It's fine. <laughs> the average settlement is $64,000. <laughs> That's the Simpsons, but I don't actually have that kind of money. Don't sue me. <laughs> but that's um, that's kind of where I am at with this. But 
the the thing that kind of ties this with the the whole Paul uh, Mueller theory is the whole like transient nature, um, traveling from town to town, etc., etc., etc. Theory, uh, and we are going to get into that in a second because you'll find out that this dude is more or less one of those clowns that just hops on train cars and fucking goes from town to town, uh, minus being a clown. So wasn't the only one that they were looking at because there was another person that they were looking at because of the crazy mutterings he was making to his employer that made him nervous hmm. um, his name was Andy Sawyer apparently he also was detained for a while as well Andy Sawyer mm-hmm wouldn't stop talking about how those Jewish lasers are making the frogs gay, according to Alex Jones. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to worry about it, right? <laughs> we, all, we all know Alex Jones is secretly like 250 years old and is just peddling conspiracy theories forever. He's a poo head, but we're going to make fun of him, so it's fine. The Reverend had arrived in Villisca the morning of the murders, having attended the same Children's Day service as the victims. He had also returned two weeks later and had masqueraded as a detective, tagging along with a group of investigators as they toured the murder house. Reverend Too Many Names also had quite a tumultuous past. He had immigrated to America in 1904 and was assigned to preach to several small communities north of the, the, the Villisca area, where he had developed a tainted relationship for odd and disturbing behavior. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> he had been convicted of sending obscene material through the mail and had spent some time confined to a mental hospital. Also, he allegedly suffered a mental breakdown as a young man. Now this happens before everything else, but relevant nonetheless. A grand jury indicted Reverend Too Many Names for the murder of Lena Stillinger, and not the other five victims for some reason. At least the kids, like the parents, whatever, but like the kids, like, it's fine. Nonetheless, he was apprehended and interrogated during the summer of 1917 while awaiting his trial. even before Miranda was a thing. I think mm. this guy just got a bad shake. I really do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This came to a head on August the 31st, however, when the Reverend signed a confession to Lena's murder, stating mm -hmm. that God had whispered to him, quote, to suffer the children to come unto me, end quote. The Reverend would later recant his confession, and the case would ultimately reach a jury 
on September the 26th. The jury deadlocked 11 to 1 for acquittal, and a second jury ultimately acquitted the Reverend in November of that same year. Wait, so what? How are they able to charge him twice? Oh, wait, no, because so the first time was a hung jury. So if you have a hung jury, yeah, so they called, yeah, they called the second Mm -hmm. jury. As soon as they said that, it clicked. I was like, no, it wouldn't be double jeopardy. (laughs) I mean, the way I feel about this, like they people even collected money to help this dude get a defense lawyer. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think people got a bag rap and. That was well before Miranda rights were a thing. That was well before there was where you couldn't just interrogate someone to go horse a confession. Oh, yeah. Well, and consider this, too. Like, he was interrogated. They they said it's it's ambiguous. They said he was interrogated across the summer of 1917. Mm -hmm. So what did they do to him? That, that, like, realistically, like today would have immediately just relieved him of his yeah. his crimes like they would have just been like oh well you're accused not too bad like you were just beating the shit out of for well yeah two months straight, like, bye. remember what we talked about in ours and how exactly. they had done it what was it for like three or four days exactly and it was against the law what they did so they had to let him go yep so like this was this was over the course of months yeah. Over the uh, like 1917, like they they had this guy, um, incarcerated until he basically uh he he confessed in August at the end of August, so September basically, and then less than a month later he recanted his confession and said, "Oh, by the way, no, it was police brutality. I was not doing this." So, listen. Yeah, I mean, it's, the man's already mentally was, unstable. Exactly. I'm, I was going to say, it's it's already, you're already kind of pushing him into that peg to the point where we don't know what happened during those interrogations. Maybe they were forcing a confession out of him to the point where, like, the, mm-hmm. the cops in, in question are thinking, like, yeah, Most we're, we're likely, doing this. Well, yeah. anyone that is subjected to that type of psych- repeated psychological torture under duress like that they will they'll break like they will it's break. inevitable i mean yeah. why we have miranda rights now right supposedly. and it's also why torture doesn't work because you can keep like the person will say whatever they have to say exactly to, to make you stop <laughs> or just stop it <laughs> yeah but also he presented himself voluntarily to be questioned mm. So, so if like, he were truly guilty, he would have taken off. What does that mean, though? Because if they're just like, oh, we'd like to talk to you, and then, like, you go, I mean... No, I no, mean, they, so they issued a bench warrant for up. him. Like, mm. he was in the area, and he went back. Mm. So I just, I, I think he was just a mentally unstable dude who got an unfair shake. I'm not, not saying he wasn't creepy, and that he didn't yeah. do wrong stuff, because he clearly did, but... That's still no excuse for how the police treated him. Exactly. So the way that I see this is, and and the only only kind of uh, way that this overlaps with our our prevailing theory that it was um, Paul Mueller or someone in his kind of capacity is that 
this individual had immigrated to the uh, to the states 1904 had spent most of his time traveling like he he they said like he spent a lot of his time going to like South Dakota and and here and there and everywhere uh, until he was eventually assigned to the um like the the faith-based communities just north of Villisca so he would have been literally speaking seen as a transient in that he was like a traveler he was traveling quite a lot like he didn't have a home that was his home like he was just all always on the go and it was part of the thing he was traveling he was preaching and that's that was the job beyond that he was tasked with preaching in the areas just north of the area the murders took place to the point where he was seen in the area the morning of the murders at church and then the day after the the like you know two hours before the the bodies were discovered or at least before they were reported as missing um he hops on a on a train and says ah well allegedly i should say sorry allegedly he says well maybe these people have been smote unto god or whatever it is he said and it's just like i can understand how based on the similarities with these other axe murders that had taken place like hinterkaifeck off in germany and and across the border into the states they may have been like oh well okay we have these similarities but oh now there's this guy who's here and he left and he's issuing these cryptic warnings not as if priests ever do that he's just ish he's just doing these things it's 2012 all over again and it's got to be him so I, he was in the area like the general area because he was um preaching at two to three open churches for the summer before he mm-hmm. went into the um the seminary uh the presbyterian seminary in omaha well that's just it is is they basically tied the two together and was like oh well it must be exactly therefore like square peg circle hole you must fit wrong place the wrong time there's plenty of people like that and how many people has 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 the u.s put to death where it was the wrong place you person was in the wrong place wrong place wrong time exactly well and and the thing too with him is like yeah, he's a fucking creepo. Like, we've established that. He's sent some some dick pics through the mail. Like, that's what he's done. Um, but dick pics don't mean that you kill people. Exactly. exactly. Like, you, yeah. can't, you can't go from being like, oh, he sent, like, his wiener to a fucking 12-year-old a state over through the mail. And then escalate it to be like, oh, well... You know what? Because he did that, he murdered eight people in cold blood. Yeah. To the well, point I mean, where, like, you, it was I a mean, you only passion. focus on him with the little girl, though. And that's the thing that killed me, is that they didn't even want to charge him with the other murders. But just this the is... Youngest. This is in a time where it wasn't okay for a woman to be horny, and it wasn't okay for, yeah. you know, all of these things. So, realistically, thinking back to this time... I can't blame them because that was just the way of thinking. Obviously, in 2021, well, we can look at this and think this is yes. completely trash well, the and stupid. Why, the reason why they focused on her was because she was the one that had the defensive markings. And so she, it was assumed that 
he was attempting to um, sexually assault her. It's also supposed all I mean, like the reports are varying, but there's a couple reports yeah. that say her underwear were not where they were supposed to be. Yeah, I saw mm. that too. So, so okay. now, obviously, but this... that also lends to uh, Paul Mueller as well. So the thing, the thing with that is, um, and and it's not to prove nor disprove any of that is, um, I did look into that and based on their rudimentary 1912 investigation, they did say like, yeah, um, her, uh, her dress or her nightgown or whatever it was, was lifted up, uh, despite the fact that her head was covered as she was killed. Um, but I guess in that investigation, they did say like there was no evidence of force assault. assault. Exactly. So again, it's 1912. That may not have been the case and it could have just been a really primitive, just shitty way of investigating it. I'm not going to throw any accusations out. I don't want anyone's grandkids suing me, but (laughs) beyond that, um, I do definitely think that it, it holds relevance because she was the only person out of all of the kids and the, and the mom who was in some sort of out of the ordinary, uh, fashion when they were found. Everyone else was found, you know, kind of fucking vanilla, bludgeoned to the head, under a blanket kind of way, but she's all of a sudden found with her skirt pulled up. They're like, well, what the fuck? Like, that's... It is something worth noting, at least in in an investigation, because it's something that could crack it open, right? And it it kind of pulls into the, uh, the well, not the theory, but the... uh, the notion that they had actually ruffled through all their garments because like they, mm-hmm. they did prove that the the assailant had actually gone through all the clothing to the point where they put certain garments over the kids heads but at the same point like well did you did you did you steal anything or what were you going through there for uh, M- morty or whatever the fuck your name is like um i guess there's no there's no knowing if they actually stole something. Exactly. It's entirely possible. So, at this point in the investigation, I need to ask, what do you think? To the the esteemed guests of this debaucherous hour of debauchery, it's been three hours, but hour of debauchery, what do you think? I mean, I'm 100% certain that it was the workings of a serial killer. In the beginning, I thought, like, oh, no, this is just, like, ritualistic, like, some occult shit. And now that, no, it's it's a serial killer. There's, for that many things to be similar across so many different killings, across so many different years, like, it's not, coincidences happen, but they don't happen that often. (laughs) And then for them to suddenly stop, too. Yeah. So that tells me that either the person moved on to a completely different area, or they were caught for something else, and so they were taken off the street and either that or they're time. dead. Or, and that's yeah, usually yeah. what happens with it's a lot of. It's usually dead, incarcerated, yeah. or they've yep. found something settled down and stopped doing what they're doing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, look at what happened with the Atlanta child killer. I mean, yeah. that that's very same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon uh, it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sarah's like, I need to bring back the tinfoil into this. Fuck it. (laughs) It could have been. Listen. The lizard people. The queen. I've read stories where like people have just disappeared and they were like, yo, why are all the, why why are the elephants dead in South Africa? And you're like, aliens. So it could entirely be that. But. Look at Missing 411. I'm just saying. Okay. it's, It's a great series to get into. I trust i hike Uh, a lot believe me it's a thing (laughs) see that's why i seem to think that like my neighborhood is secretly a cult because like i'm gonna go down to the lake like my my house is like a five minute walk to the lake i'm gonna go down there and i'm just gonna go missing and and people are gonna be like what happened to him and then there's gonna be like the aglet on my shoelace that will appear and they're gonna be like i was aliens but no it's gonna be the cult no, we'll make sure to push that it that it was aliens. Okay, we'll yeah. be the one pushing. As long as as long as you guys are here no, I'm to gonna like push help it further the narrative, killer. it's all good. <laughs> so, as far as I go, legitimately speaking, uh, I did read the whole theory on Paul Mueller and and not even just him specifically, just the whole theory that it is uh, someone who may have been a prolific serial killer across the entire states and beyond what have you um i am inclined to believe that it is indeed one of those people because like legitimately speaking like i've seen too many stories on forensic files and and other uh true crime documentaries whatever where the person has voluntarily said confessed if you will uh it, it was me and then they come back and they investigate it and they do their due diligence and they they like really hammer it home and they find out oh well person was just being beaten the shit out of her they were deprived food or they were what whatever the the stimuli was that they were deprived of uh that led to them being like oh it was i killed six people even though they didn't and some so, people just do it out of craziness too exactly so like, oh yeah so to me the reverend has been proven to have a lot of mental instabilities like he apparently broke down and had a a freak out as a teenager uh then he moved to the states and he sent dick pics to kids and fucking the mail whatever he did he's he's not okay in the head he spent a, a stint in the fucking loony bin he did his thing i don't think that someone uh-huh. in that mindset has the capability to carry out a gruesome murder to the point where it's it's borderline calculated and the, the you'd be surprised well, I but the, i don't think it was him i think the fact that it was so like the the timing of everything was as yeah. coincidental as it is is just like a one in a million type of thing like yeah he was there the morning the- of he left the morning after and he said something that he may have said something it's completely undisclosed like he may have said something and that i think that's very coincidental because realistically speaking the chances of of him doing all of these things and then being brought in and then not being tried in the sense where it's like oh well look at all these other killings that have taken place before these killings and after well exactly and that's just it is like 
he, you know, because this took place in 1912. He was arrested in 1917. There's a five-year gap between these two events. So you would think that at some point they'd be like, uh, maybe it was this guy. But instead, you know. Also, go on. After taking, you also have taken consideration the technology that was available then versus a thousand now. Percent. Information wasn't always readily available. So you had neighboring states where news didn't always travel the way that it does now. So it is very plausible that they were looking at as just a simple area issue versus across multiple states. Well, in this kind of that, uh, I mean, despite the fact that it's 100 years later, kind of uh, ties into the the whole um, Speed Freight Killers incident where uh, there are alleged alleged murders that took place in places like Utah and, and elsewhere outside of California where they're like, yeah, it's, we, it's unsolved, but it's seemingly random and it fits all this criteria, but we're ruling it unsolved because like, I mean, obviously they can't immediately point the finger, but they're going, well, it fits all this criteria. So I feel like, um, to that degree as well. Yeah. Like they're probably like, well, there was an axe murder in like Louisiana, for example, I'm just throwing a name out there. I'm not saying it was there. It, it there the family was murdered the same way the mirrors recovered the same way there was a fucking slab of bacon left out for some reason oh well it's we can't we can't know that that's connected because like what can you connect that other than just semantics of the case at that point right and like they they probably wouldn't um well they have to be aware exactly that that even happened so i i think that Ah, and my my brain doesn't work, but in my fucking half oh <laughs> in my half alive brain, I'm gonna say that I would love for it to be someone that we know because at that point we're a step closer to solving it. But yeah, realistically speaking, I think that the fact that it is this undisclosed serial killer who, honest to God, because this is one of the cases that I looked into prior to Matt's Mysteries, may have led to the Hinterkaifeck murders, is a lot more interesting and a lot more compelling. And if that's the case, then it's like, yo, we, we need we need the right eyes on this. Like, we're just a bunch of people. Like, You do have that federal investigator, though, where they... He believed that the guy's last name was Moore, not in relation to the Moore family that was killed, that he was responsible for the murders that happened before and after, but he was in jail or doing time because he killed his mother and his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And they never pursued or charged him with those murders, even though the investigator could tie him to just about every single um, scene and area from where when those when they happen and when they took place it's like listen I don't think I have the gumption to be like a detective but like come on 
Yeah, and he ended just, up getting parole after I think it was nearly 40 years being in jail. Just do mm -hmm. the thing and do your job. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in agreement with the uh, serial killer theory. At first, I thought, again, um, like Dinge was saying, like, oh, it had to be kind of somebody from the town or like, you know, something like that. But then you line up all the evidence with everything else and it just scream serial killer at this point so yeah and the, the crazy part with the all of that is like if you think about it this it definitely wasn't their first 1000 percent wasn't their first mm -mm. with 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 the way that it was carried out the way that it was planned out um it definitely wasn't their first but it's like The thing that gets me is just the level of taunting that goes into it. And I, I completely understand like how like serial, bacon? exactly like how serial killers, like look at BTK, BTK got caught because he taunted police to be like, Hey, can you read hard drives? And they were like, no, we can't. And then obviously they could. So it's like, I, I get it. I completely get it. Look at Kemper. He actually placed himself in a position to actually interact with the police on a regular yeah. basis. He would go to the bars that they would frequent and have drinks with them. Exactly. So it's like, it's not something in my brain that just does not compute. But the way that I see it is just like, uh, maybe, maybe it's the time era. Maybe it's the fact that like, I can't correlate the fact that it was in 1912. It was 109 years ago um, with, with now, or actually longer, 119 years from now. Uh, being like, you know, they couldn't just figure shit out. Like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, well, because of how interconnected we are technology-wise, and, like, in my head, I'm thinking, like, oh, if shit goes down, like, we could just be like, oh, shit went down. But hundred well, uh, over 100 years ago, they wouldn't do that. It would take a fucking raven and six dogs to be like, oh, shit was bad, like... You know what I mean? That's why I just... Maybe that's why I can't really just wrap my brain around it 100%, but... Well, also, you have to take in notion the term serial killer and even that particular phenomenon. That didn't really start taking, a, like, forming until the later part of the 1900s. I mean, that term really wasn't really used... Until I think it was the Boston Strangler where the media took it and coined it and it actually started becoming a um, highly public thing. So there's also that phenomenon too. It's true. That is true. Like a lot of these things were almost like adapted for what would become like our our generation if you if you think about it that way because like i don't know it, it weirds me out like you look at like serial killers and you're like oh yeah like that's entirely a serial killer but like they don't consider it that and then they do their things and they whatever and they're like uh. yeah so you know what it's it's a really nice consensus that it if it is if it is indeed a serial killer then it probably was paul Mueller or someone in his same capacity 
and hey to the people of the world it may have been the same dude who did hinter kaifek who hey is another unsolved mystery hey matt's mysteries in here solving two mysteries at once what you doing killing two (laughs) stones with one bird what's up friends this has been this that's that's it that's that's the mystery that's fucking matt's mystery season one we did we did seven episodes i don't even know how we got to seven episodes what the fuck like how the fuck like how am i alive the fact because you're awesome the mystery is that i'm secretly not and like someone's weekend at burning with me and i'm a puppet but it's fine yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for being here. I don't I don't have Thank words. Thanks for having us. Thanks yeah, for having thanks us. I Super just fun. this is this was a this was an idea that I had one night when I was going to bed and was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I did a murder mystery? And and this is what it became. So thank you for being the, the product of my shower thought. Except it wasn't a shower thought, it was like when I was in bed thought. Uh yeah, so Mass Mystery Season 2 uh will happen at some point. The first guest is Sneaky Penguin, a.k.a. Megan. Um, we've already established the first, I think, five guests, so that's pretty cool. Folks, friends, lovelies, whatever you want to call yourselves, don't add words to that because they didn't come out of my mouth. But uh, thank you for being here. Um, season one, Mass Mysteries, it's done. We, we fucking, we survived. Thank you so much for listening. If you have suggestions regarding potential mysteries, or are a content creator who'd like to be featured as a guest on the show, send me a message on Twitter at STFUCrewReborn. If you'd like to catch the show when it's live, follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MattSTFU. Links to everything, including the featured guest, will be provided in the show notes. I'm Matt STFU signing off. Stay safe and stay mysterious.